What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Nick and Manny's Infinite Podcast, the podcast where Nick and Manny come and talk about some random shit that they're doing throughout the week. Um, as always, Nick's here. Hello, Nick. I'm here. How you doing, bud? You say throughout the week as if this is a weekly schedule that we're on. <laughs> Bro, All right, we don't have a schedule. We don't have a schedule. Although our schedule's we, opened uh, up a little bit for a little while here, so we might be a little more consistent than we have been, possibly. We say that every time. I know. But this one, we actually have a night of the week that opened up that we used to have planned for something, so. But, I mean, we still do get to the podcast when we can. We do. It's not like we've abandoned it completely. No. Speaking of things we have not abandoned, we haven't abandoned our friends. And today, we have two of them joined. We are joined with two of them. Two of them have joined us? We are joined by two of them? (laughs) However you want to say it. We have two friends with us. We have Elena from the commentaries that everyone loves. Hey. Hey. And then we also have Steph. We have Steph from that Taylor Swift episode I did. That one Taylor Swift episode. Yes. Hello. That took me three months to edit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you say that one Taylor Swift episode. Do you re- How many more do you really think we could get out of that? Oh, I'm not getting anymore. Yeah, he's not getting no. anymore. I'm done. Don't and that's call fine. me. Don't come by my house. That was a year ago. We're done. That's the Taylor Swift episode was a year ago now. At least that you uploaded it. It was a year it. ago. Yeah. Time flies. I uploaded it after I uploaded the Teen Wolf one. Teen Wolf was on Christmas Day, I believe. Yeah. A nice little present for everybody once you uploaded the unedited Teen Wolf episode that sounds terrible because it's unedited. And listen, guys, Teen Wolf the movie, January. Here he goes. But we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk with our friends and see how they're doing. And we have a couple of like common topics that we can go over. Mm-hmm. But first, Elena, how are you doing? How are you and your partner doing? It's the Christmas season. Um, honestly, I'm pretty busy, but honest, um, also doing some great things at the same time, like talking to you guys and making you watch reality TV with me. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's been good. That is great to hear. We did just come back from watching Love is Blind. We can get into that in a and second. And how did you get... We can get into that, how everyone felt, but yeah. We'll get into that in just a second. But Steph, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, not feeling the greatest tonight, but um, you know what? I had a kind of a crazy weekend, so it's fine. Um, other than that, I'm great. That's great to hear. Yeah. I went to SantaCon on Saturday, and let me tell you, once in a lifetime experience, I'll probably never do it again. If That's why I, it's called once in a lifetime. Well, but the thing is, next year, if I start saying I think I'm going to go to SantaCon again, please, everybody, just say, Steph, don't, please. <laughs> Remember last we'll year. We'll stop you. Yeah. We yeah, will all I stop need you. everybody to stop me. <laughs> yeah, that did not sound like a like the most fun experience well, that you were expecting. It was good up until, you know, towards the end of the day when things started going downhill. But, you know, because the World Cup games were on during it, it actually was pretty fun, at least for that part. And we will talk World Cup in a little bit. We sure will. Tease things for later in the episode. But going back to the first topic, we did watch Love is Blind. Now, in our Discord that we're all in, we have a thing that we like to call Palooza. 
And what a Palooza is, essentially, one week, a person will have that entire week to recommend things for everyone else to read. Or watch. I don't know why I said read. We rarely read things, but (laughs) watch and listen to stuff. So, Elena's first choice was Love is Blind. Because Elena, for those of you who don't know, is very much into trashy TV. Yep. I mean, if you listen to the Bachelor in Paradise episode, I which I'm pretty sure no one did. <laughs> I could go check the numbers I'm, for you if you want. Yeah, you can check the All numbers. All right, let's, let's go check but... the numbers. Nick, can we get a quick number let's crunch on that? go to anchor.fm real quick. Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> I got this. But I love reality TV, especially reality TV dating shows, because I just think it's wild to me that people can be themselves on an like a platform like that and just say whatever they want and it's ridiculous fun but then like there's sometimes where i'm like oh like i'm rooting for this couple or whatever but you know it's fun to watch with a group of friends you know and make fun of the crazy shit that everyone says but yeah i want to hear everyone's thoughts about the first episode of season three of yeah Love is Blind. so i am not the biggest reality tv fan I love Love is Blind, though. I'm so obsessed with it, and I kind of hope that it can be my gateway into other trashy reality TV. So I don't want to be the one to say my thoughts first, just because I've already watched the whole season, and Manny and Nick have not. So I'm dying to hear what they think. Go ahead, Manny. Um, you know, I was really disappointed mm-hmm. by the trashy TV season this year. Um. Bachelor in Paradise really let us down. It did. Mm-hmm. It was it trash. It was not a good season. Not, not trash in the good way. It yeah. was so bad that we didn't finish it. No. <laughs> I think watch three I couldn't episodes. finish it, and I've been watching that show like ever since it came out and the Bachelor franchise. Uh-huh. Like, it was oh, that's yeah. pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. I was watching like recaps from Bachelor Fan Take, but I wasn't out watching the show. It was just boring. This, on the other hand, had the same energy of good Bachelor in Paradise. Of, like, ridiculous personalities and the conversations that they'd have that were just wild. I I liked it, but I also liked it because we were all watching it together. Yes. So I feel like that's kind of the stipulation that I put in there. It was a lot of fun to watch it with everybody. Because I actually was just thinking how I kind of want to re-watch this season by myself. So this is a lot more fun. Yes, watching with friends always makes it better. That's like the only way I can get through any of these shows. I need to watch Nick, it with other people. you Bachelorette by yourself. Yeah, tell us your thoughts, Nick. Your real thoughts. My real thoughts on this show or on Bachelorette or what? Both. <laughs> well, Bachelorette, like I watched it with Elena and then Arcadia was with us for a bunch of those. But it was mostly just you and me for a while watching Bachelorette mm-hmm. this past season. And I've always said, and I'll say it again, Bachelor or Bachelorette are entirely dependent on the person, or in this case, the persons who are the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Because in Bachelor in Paradise, it's a bunch of couples that are all branched off and doing their own thing, kind of. And they intermingle for their drama. But you have a huge ensemble of both men and women there. So if there's if there's people or a couple that you don't like, then you won't see that much of them ultimately, because they'll be splitting it between the ensemble. If it's Bachelor or Bachelorette, you have to like the one, or in this case, two people that are the actual titular character, or the whole season's just going to not really work for you. And on Bachelorette, I didn't mind necessarily the two that we had, but I definitely enjoyed the chaos and the greater overall level of trashiness of Bachelor in Paradise compared to that. Because I think there's just, 
not enough not enough characters for like, they're obviously real people but there's not enough people overall of on bachelor or bachelorette for me to like them as much is what i've discovered so w- thoughts on the first episode of love is blind i was half paying attention because uh i spoiler alert folks i'm staying on brand i did have the football game playing as well it's Monday Night Football happening as we're recording this. Uh, and I've got to do research for the other podcasts that I do. So I wasn't paying as close of attention. I was hosting the stream and I had the subtitles on and I was catching some of these conversations. And like, I think more than anything, the actual concept of the show is what's funniest to me because it's like you're just putting relationships like through basically a huge speed round because it takes place in, I think, 10 days is like the entire span of the show you said. No, is the time at the pods. Okay, time in the pods. So okay. when they're actually talking to each other with the wall in between them. Yeah. And then everything after the pods is, I, I think, four to six weeks until yes. the wedding. Yeah. Okay, okay. So uh, so for just out of curiosity, how long, how many episodes in the pods do you get before they actually go out to everybody's doing their wedding prep? Oh, usually two, I think. Oh, no, yeah, no more two. than two. No more than three. Yes. Yeah, no more than three, but it's definitely just two. Oh, explain the premise of the show. Yeah, That's we a should. good point. So One of you Love do is that. Blind. I, yeah, I can do it. Um, Love is Blind is a reality dating show on Netflix where you take a bunch of men and a bunch of women and you put them in these pods where they can talk to each other and essentially do like speed dating, but they never see each other face to face. And the whole concept is to find the person they're going to marry without ever actually seeing them. So they go on all these dates, they find a person they want to marry or they don't. Um, They get engaged before the end of the 10 days in the pods. And then after they get engaged, they get to see each other face to face for the first time. After that, they're whisked away to a honeymoon where, you know, all kinds of drama unfolds. I don't want to get into spoilers because Nick and Manny have never seen it. Um, And then after the honeymoon, they get put in this apartment together. So they have to live together. And all the while they're planning their weddings. Um, You know, the girls go dress shopping. The guys get their tuxes. um, They have all their friends and family come out for a wedding. They walk down the aisle and then at the altar, they either get to say yes or no. And that's the show. That's the whole concept. It is such a reality TV concept, isn't it? That's like a perfect reality TV concept. Yeah, the idea is like, is love truly blind? Can you fall in love with somebody without ever seeing them face to face? Yeah. Yeah, which is like an interesting premise and it makes for some inherent weirdness and fun i think weirdness for lack of a better term because like some of these conversations are very awkward and stilted some of them they hit it off immediately some of them get very weird as we discovered uh jay's also saying it is on netflix so it's more raunchy you will get swearing beyond beyond the usual stuff you'd hear on cable or network television so that's part of it and you'd also get more risque conversations than you would otherwise uh there was one couple in particular who was taking it off because they were talking about uh, specific sex stuff and different kinks and stuff and uh we were all having a good laugh about that and also feeling incredibly awkward i think at the same time listening to them have that conversation uh because we were definitely not exactly on the same wavelength as those people um but yeah all the like all the other couples like there's like i said some inherent weirdness to all of it because 
like reality TV, I've sort of accepted when I watch it. I have to approach the fact that these, they're still people, but also within the confines of these show, they're abiding by these rules. And so normal relationship progression, everything like that does not apply here. And this is like the ultimate extreme of that because of how quickly, like you said, without even seeing each other, obviously, they, how quickly they have to commit to each other. And it's fun. It's trashy in a good way. I think uh, this is, I think the drama that's going to ensue in episodes after this is going to be where some of the real fun is, if I had to guess. And it does sound like we are going to maybe continue watching this, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, please. We have to continue watching. Yeah. Sounds like we're going to be watching this as a group. Honestly, I'm happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I, I'm not sure if you watched it with the group stuff, but I watched this by myself too the first time Mm -hmm. and i don't know i'm it's interesting that i picked this third season for you guys to watch because i feel like the first season is even more like more like the people are very naive because they don't know how the show works it was like a brand new concept and so they weren't really fitting into those like character roles that you would normally see in like a reality show but it was still very drama packed and that's why like the show caught on to me but i think this season it's it's kind of like getting its footing now and like the people that we will see and then the drama that ensues is very you know it's it's almost unexpected but you know like these people are meeting each other through a wall and only their voice and saying like crazy things when they first meet each other and we all are just you know tied into like okay what's gonna happen when they actually see each other and what's the dynamic when you're actually seeing each other because i think everyone here agrees that physical attraction is a part of finding your partner (laughs) so yes it yeah so you know things will happen and you just keep want to see until they say their answers are given at the altar so i'm excited to continue yeah, yeah, I do have to say, too, sorry for cutting you off, Manny, but it, the thing that's so different now compared to season one is in season one, there's there's almost more of a sense of the people coming on the show um, being authentic and actually wanting to try to find real love because... Hashtag being there for the right reason. Yeah, because, you know, at the time the show was filmed, who knew if it was actually going to end up going anywhere? And then now, because it's such a successful format, people are going to see that and they're going to want to go on the show just to get the exposure. So there's definitely, like, that's also a factor in it, which makes it a little more interesting as the seasons keep progressing. Um. I really liked this season a lot. I think season one is probably the most iconic season because um, Agreed, it yeah. launched right before COVID. So everybody was watching it, um, especially like once lockdown started, it was huge. It was all over the place. And I mean, we have such iconic memes like Jessica is 34 and Mark is 24. You know, it just, it's iconic. But season three is also throwing, good. Throwing the ring in the pool. Yeah. Oh, man. Jessica feeding her, like, giving her dog wine. Like, it was wild. And not even the just giving her dog season. wine, but letting her dog, like, lick, like, lap up the wine out of her wine glass. <laughs> what weird behavior. <laughs> anyway. Sounds like we have to go back and watch all these seasons is what I'm hearing. Oh, please. Can we? <laughs> we'll go backwards. We'll go three, two, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And with the vest, technically, you know, but. I mean, three is, like, really up there. I was surprised how they did this season, so. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. 
And then once we watch Love is Blind, we'll go over to F-Boy Island. Yeah. That's that's on Peacock, I believe. No, is it's on HBO, it HBO Max. Oh, it's HBO. It was HBO Max. It's HBO Max. Sorry, it's Max. Temptation Island. That's it's the one on, on USA. Temptation Island. Yeah, Temptation yes. Island. Which is on, on Peacock, USA. I think, as well. Yeah, that's another Love great Island one. Well. Love Island is a lot. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. It's like 50 plus episodes because they're literally recording them every single day mm-hmm. that they're on the show. So. Yeah, you talk trashy. That's probably the trashiest one. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but yeah, that's. But we'll I'm glad. With. I'm glad everyone likes it so far. You know. Me too. Yeah. Do we have I mean, favorite usually... characters or people that we liked? <laughs> if you remember their names. <sighs> I don't remember their names. I remember people, but uh, not for personality-related reasons. Well, what was <laughs> respectfully reasons? I think Brennan. <laughs> Brandon was the, uh, I almost said Brandon was the white guy, if that narrows it down. But uh, he was the white guy who <laughs> I think was chill. hyping up his own cooking prowess, I believe. Was he Brandon proposed. the one that got engaged? Yeah, and he proposed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The one that proposed. Which we should mention the amazing cliffhanger at the very end of that episode, <laughs> where our first couple yes. sees each other and the woman just says, "What the fuck?" and then they cut to credits. That's an excellent cliffhanger for your first episode. That would even be even better for like the actual pilot of the entire series if it happened season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. S- say who my favorites are because i feel like that would lead to accidental spoilers so i'm just gonna Mm. keep that to myself for now okay okay i should do that too okay (laughs) yeah we'll see if we continue our mondays are free now yeah for a little while so so we can watch it then well we have to continue it's not an option now we have to Mandatory. Bobby you says Nancy. Yeah. Nancy. Yeah. Let's give a special shout out to Nancy. Shout uh-huh. out to my girl Nancy. <laughs> Everybody loves Nancy. Shout out to Nancy, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Okay. We have enough love and uh, love island. Love island. Have we had enough uh love is blind. love is blind talk? Unless y'all have anything else to say, I think that's fine. I said what I needed to say because I didn't have that many thoughts about the show. Well, yeah, I feel like it's yeah, um, really. it's hard to really go into saying too much about mm-hmm. it right now mm-hmm. just because it was only the first episode. But I'm sure you guys will have more to say about it once we get a little farther into the season. And then you'll be like me and my mom when we were watching it and just like texting each other furiously about every little thing that was going on. Yeah. Speaking of seasons, though. Football season is about to end, and no, I'm not talking about the fucking meat sacks that hit each other every day. The meat sacks, huh? Uh, what? Yeah, that's what I'm calling them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the World Cup has been going on for the last couple of weeks, and we have thoughts. Particularly uh, Steph now, has thoughts. Yes. I- I'm just going to get the obvious out of the way. Mexico did not make it in. Yeah. Very sad. <laughs> very sad performance. First time in... 44 years that we haven't gotten past that stage the group so it was sound yeah yeah but viva mexico it was they were good games that we played it was just sad this probably won't make sense to anyone who doesn't really follow soccer or international soccer um but mexico played like mexico plays they were very concacaf and being very concacaf does not get you very far in the tournament Okay, but they've played very CONCACAF the last 44 years and gone through. Eh, you know, CONCACAF you right know. now is what it is. So, 
it, it's hard to explain what that means if you don't really know much about um, the different leagues and the different um, confederations and all the other stuff that goes into it. But Mexico didn't make it out of the group rounds. USA did, but then they were eliminated by the Netherlands. Shout out Ramon. Yeah. Good job, Netherlands. Shout out Ramon. The Netherlands. Good job. Much like Ohio State University. You got to emphasize that <laughs> the beforehand. Yeah, exactly. The Ohio State University. And yeah. the reason they were eliminated and they couldn't beat the Netherlands. I mean, God, do you really want me to talk about this? Because I could go off about this. Yes, please do. Go. It'll be good audio. Will it? <laughs> I think we all are agreeing except you that this will be good audio. Oh, my God. Okay, we have a really terrible coach. Greg Berhalter is awful. Um, has absolutely no business coaching a team. He literally only is the coach of the team because his brother has a high-ranking position within the U.S. Soccer Federation. He's literally a nepotism hire who doesn't know what he's doing. He's just he, the choices he makes are so stupid. Um, he's obsessed with his MLS guys, which doesn't make any sense because why do you have such an allegiance to guys um, like what's his name, um, Morris? whatever his first it's a j name uh, jordan maybe i can't even remember because just the fact that he was called up to the world cup pisses me off so much um he is just such an allegiance to these players who are not very good they really like they have no business playing at the uh most prestigious tournament in the world I don't know. He's just he he puts them on the field instead of his players who not only play in Europe. And this isn't just a dog on the MLS and say the MLS sucks. Um, but it, the way that things stand right now, if you are a talented player, you play in Europe. You don't play in the U.S. because the MLS just doesn't offer the kind of competition, the kind of training that is needed to really reach that like top tier level. But fucking Greg, can I say that word? Yes. Okay, sorry. Yes, you can say Greg. <laughs> Not that one. Um, he will play his guys who only play in the MLS over um, his guys like Gio Reyna, which um, I'm sure love Gio. We love Gio because he's one of the best players, if not already at. Uh, you know, f just freshly turning 20 years old, um, the Jesus best player Christ. that we have ever had on the U.S. men's national team. He is okay. so talented. He plays for Dortmund in Germany, which is in the Bundesliga, which is a, a really good team. Um, you don't just go to Dortmund if you suck at what you do. He's good. He's so young and he's so talented. But when we needed goals to win games in the group round. Um, did Greg put Gio Reyna on the field? No, he did not. He put on his MLS guys who just cannot get the ball into the back of the net. The MLS guys don't have the foresight to see where the other guys on the field are going. Some of them were looking like they had never seen a soccer ball in their lives. In the game against the Netherlands, Greg started Jesus Ferreira, which I had hope for Jesus Ferreira in the beginning. I really did, because he hasn't always been awful. But because he hasn't played at all in the World Cup until the game against the Netherlands, which was in the knockout rounds, which means you either win it or you're out. 
the ball kept being passed to him and he looked like he had no idea what to do with it and then he would lose it immediately. There were so many opportunities where the ball was given to him and he just missed it. Um, or it literally would just roll past him and he would turn around looking lost. That's that's not World Cup quality. Um, <laughs> it's just insane. And then there, there's all this drama now that's happening between Greg and Gio. I don't know if you guys want me to get into that because that's a whole thing. But um, yeah, it just it's been really brutal as a U.S. soccer fan to watch the way this World Cup unfolded. We are now fully in support of Argentina because Messi is the goat. Um, no. Portugal was a what? Whoa! Hold on! Whoa, Hold on! Lena. Hold on! <laughs> Lena, who are you going for? Well, I have to support. Ronaldo. No. You what? Because of <gasps> no. Kevin, my my partner. So Kevin, I mean no. I mean I'm 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 happy for your stuff. You like Messi, but it's okay. Oh my god. I Yeah, but he's out of me. This is this is where Rare Kevin this, L. <laughs> rare Kevin Richard L. Richard agrees with me. Let's go. <laughs> you guys are the only ones. I promise you this. Ronaldo um, Manny, would you like to call Go him off, the words that we've been calling him? A baby back yes. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he is 38 years old. He is way past his prime. Portugal played much better without him on the field. He has such an ego that he did this he interview even with Piers Morgan. <laughs> L- like, there was this interview he did with Piers Morgan where he completely just, like, trashed, um his team, his club team that he was on. So that club team let him go. And that was even crazy because um, no other club teams wanted him. He was being bounced around from team to team to team to team to team, trying to figure out like where he was going to go. And like, it just, maybe he was a good player. Maybe he might have been like one of the best. He was in the one world. of the best players in the world. Yeah. Maybe he was, but the problem for me is that his ego way outshines his talent on the field. At this point, he's past his prime. He's not good like he used to be. He might have been a great player once. He he's not anymore. Um, and he's a garbage human being. I mean, I cannot get past the fact that um, he does stuff like knock a phone out of a kid's hand, like a fan who's excited to see him and shatters that kid's phone. And he just like goes to Piers Morgan and cries about how unfairly he's been treated when literally so many clubs were dying to have him. And the reason that he is treated poorly is because he's just an ass. Richard said, Messi stands are too much. No, I, I think Ronaldo stands are too much. I think this is this is there's always going to be this disagreement between Messi stands and Ronaldo stands. I genuinely just think Ronaldo is a bad person, and no amount of him being good on the field can make up for that. And at this point, he's not even good on the field anymore. So, like, what are we talking about? He's a guy who's past his prime, who's not good anymore. Portugal did way better when he was benched. I'm just happy Portugal's out. I want Argentina to win. My The greatest joy for me would be an Argentina-Morocco final game. That would be so much fun. 
So Steph, who who's still in? It's Argentina, Morocco, France, France. Croatia, England. No, Croatia. Croatia, yeah. Oh, Croatia. England got knocked out. No, it's not um, coming home. Engl- yes. Yeah, England got knocked out in a very disappointing game against France, which I watched while at SantaCon on Saturday, and the the way people reacted to when Harry Kane got his first PK, and they were so excited, was kind of a really cool moment. And the way that people were so upset in the next bar that I went to when he completely missed his second PK, and it was, like, the worst PK I think I've ever seen anybody take ever, aside from, like, you know, kids. Um, <laughs> the way people were so upset, it was actually, in a way, kind of cool because soccer for so many years has been the sport that nobody cares about. Um, and that people talk down on in the U.S. So to be surrounded by people who were not only really enjoying the games, but I was listening in and, like, joining in on these really, like, in-depth analytical conversations with lots of people in the bars that I went to. And it just was unlike anything I think I've ever experienced. So, you know, despite all the drama that's been happening in this World Cup, which there's lots of it, um... It it really is cool to see the growth of the sport in the U.S. because it's been trashed for so long. It's it's just cool that people are actually into it now. Anyway, let me get off my soapbox. What does everyone else have to you say? You feel better? No, it's always good. It's always good to get on your soapbox. It's good to hear people we, be we passionate about something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. L- legit. It's especially especially fun. because you know much more than any of the other three people here right now. And I honestly brought up Ronaldo to get that out of you. So, great job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great job. Great job. Great job. <laughs> Thanks, Elena. <laughs> Elena the instigator. Exactly. We need to have all the great reactions. But the World Cup has been fun to watch. I watched mostly the first and second week of games and then since them since then because the U.S. and Mexico both uh, got kicked out. I haven't watched, mm-hmm. really. But going for Argentina so that we get uh, a Latino World Let's Cup go. champion. That would be awesome. Oh, Jay says, can we get Morocco some love? Absolutely. I am so happy with Morocco and how well they've done. They've been so impressive to watch. It's been a lot of fun to watch them. Um, the way that they won their last game was so incredible. It was one of those games where I was just like watching the screen in disbelief because it just was so good. Um, Richard had said France will probably repeat. I think that's what a lot of people think right now, and I hope that's not the case. It would be cool in a way because it would make history um, because the last time a country won the World Cup back-to-back was, what, like 60 years ago or something like that. But I I just don't want France to win it. I really, um, I I know people don't love Mbappe because he also has a bit of an ego. I think he's a really fun player to watch right now. He's definitely um, coming into his prime. He's only 23 and he's such an impressive guy to watch. So, I don't know. I, I really want Argentina to win. France, not so much. If Morocco by some chance happened to win it, I'd be okay with that. Um, Croatia, I I don't really have much of an opinion on Croatia one way or the other. The only opinion on Croatia I can give is that I played Fortnite on their servers <laughs> and I did really well. So, so he's rooting for Croatia. <laughs> wow. So if Croatia wins W, basically the only people I don't want to win 
are the French. Fuck the French. No, I don't mean. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> Remember, too late. Too you late. Already, said you already said it. I'll sound bad. It'll be immortalized. <laughs> so I think we need to know what the white man thinks. <laughs> yeah, Nick, you've gotten really into football the last couple of weeks. You say really into. Let's not go that far. Uh, so, bro, you're playing FIFA. I am playing. You a, bought a new. I'm FIFA playing a game. lot of yeah, which I love. You're playing FIFA. That's wild. Yeah, so I, I actually played playing FIFA is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I played, I played whatever FIFA twenty or twenty one, maybe a couple years ago when EA Games first got added to Game Pass, just because I was like, I'll try it. Maybe this will be my avenue to get into soccer. And at the time, I enjoyed it and I played it a little bit, but I didn't actually watch any games. Um, and I've since then, I have not watched any games. I don't think until this World Cup, I had ever seen a full game of soccer on TV wow. or anything. I've never been to one. We have an MLS team in Kansas City, but I've never been to see them either. So I don't think I'd ever seen a full game start to finish. And so the first U.S. game was my first experience. Luckily, I had that afternoon off, that first game that was, I think, on a Friday afternoon, I want to say. Something like that. Um, actually, no, it was the Friday was the second game against England. But whenever the first game was, I watched that. And we have a World Cup thread in the Discord, so everybody was talking about it. And obviously, there was increased activity during the USA games compared to all the, all the other ones. Uh, and we've also found a significantly decreased activity since the U.S. got knocked out uh, in that thread. Because it's mostly just Steph and Ramon <laughs> and JB will hop in sometimes and Jay will be there. But everybody was in there for the U.S. games when they were happening. And it was kind of the same for me when they were actually playing. I was invested um, and I sort of used that as a way to try and get into the game, which I think I'm going to get into a decent amount. I'm going to try and follow MLS and whatever other leagues are going on. I sort of asked for a basic crash course a while back and uh, we'll see what will we'll happen then. But I am going to try and keep watching soccer because I do enjoy it. I enjoy I enjoy how the games don't get interrupted, and I also enjoy how short they are in comparison to other games as well. Those are both big bonuses for me. Um, it's like two hours, maybe a little bit over, and then you're in and out and you're done, which I appreciate. The, uh, I've enjoyed the games itself, all the ones that I've seen, even the Netherlands game, which did not go the U.S.'s way at all. I still enjoyed overall, and I got a little annoyed at first about the ties, and then I understood how the structure of the tournament worked, and I appreciated a little bit more about that. I still think it's a somewhat unsatisfying end to a game to, for it to end in a tie, but I at least understand it specifically in in as it pertains to soccer. I get it. So that doesn't bother me as much as it used to. But yeah, on the whole, I am into it a little bit now. I'm going to probably watch the finals when they happen. Um, I haven't been watching any of the other games just because, like, spending my entire day watching soccer is something that I have not yet committed to. Um, and luckily it's down to semifinals and finals, so that wouldn't be as much of an issue for me now. But the actual finals, I'm going to make an effort to watch if I can. And then after that, I will try and follow other soccer as best so I can. So comment. F follow, follow La Liga. Not I, not well, I'll, I can help you find some um, clubs that you'll enjoy watching. A um, couple quick comments on a couple okay. things you said. One, you did oh no, it's it's all good stuff. You did mention Kansas City. <laughs> you listen, yeah. The MLS is not a you know a high ranking league by any means. I, However, I Kansas City is such a amazing soccer city. I mean, soccer is. I mean, I'm sure you know this. Soccer is huge there. Um. It would be worth going to a game just to enjoy the atmosphere, even if the actual mm -hmm. game itself is not as good as what you've been watching at the World Cup. It still would be so much fun because the atmosphere in a soccer city, I have to imagine, would be it'd be so cool. It'd be unlike anything I've ever experienced. So I definitely recommend going to some of those games. 
um, because I think that would be a lot of fun. Also, I did want to mention um, you were talking about how it's a little unsatisfying for a game to end in a tie. I, I definitely appreciate the fact that you understand better why it ends in a tie. I just want to say that I, and I think a lot of people um, who are really big fans of the sport would agree that when you're watching a really, really good game with the teams going back and forth, they're all putting in so much effort and they're playing really, really well. And the tension is just like building throughout the game as you're waiting for somebody to try to get a goal. When those games end in a tie, to me, that's awesome because the whole time you're just like waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen. And even if it doesn't, the teams still put their all into it. And that is like such a fun watch. I would rather watch a really well played tied game any day over a game where um, a team wins like five to one. Because Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, the thing is, in soccer, scoring goals is hard. I know people love to say that, um, you know, if you can't get a ball into a net that size, then you you just suck. You're not good. But <laughs> that's like there's so much that you don't understand when the uh, specifically the people who say that about the way that soccer is almost like a 4D fast paced moving chessboard, the way you have to make things work to get the ball into the back of the net. It's, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. So the thing is when you're watching a game where the score ends up being like five to one or something crazy like that, for the most part, it just sucks for the team who's losing because like, it just really um, kind of beats them down and really can kind of destroy their confidence a little bit. And you can see how dejected they are as that game is going on and they stop putting in the effort that they need to be putting in because they know there's no chance they can win it. So those are kind of a bummer unless we're talking when Germany beat Brazil seven to one in the 2014 world (laughs) cup, because Brazil's ego was way too much and watching them get destroyed in their own country was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, especially as a German. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) Steph, as a German, do you have experience in losing? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> Guys, we all know I was crying when Germany got knocked out of the group round in this World Cup because that was so disappointing and just like so upsetting. I mean, they won the whole thing in 2014, and then, you know, they had the winner's curse in 2018. But for it to continue until 2022 to get knocked out in the group round again, it's embarrassing. Because they were so good, and now they're just not. I don't know what happened to them. Very sad. They don't, they have, don't that have that dog, that dog anymore. anymore. Yeah, I see Richard said Brazil <laughs> play with with flair. They do, and I won't deny. They were so much fun to watch in this World Cup. They really were. I thought that um, some of the goals they scored were some of the most beautiful goals I think I've ever seen. Um, they, they were fun. It just in 2014 when they were hosting the World Cup, um, the cockiness that the Brazilian fans had and that the team had was the kind of cockiness that turns you off and just makes you kind of dislike them a little bit. So it was a lot of fun to watch my team, specifically Germany, destroy them. Um, you know, I, I'm sure not everyone feels that way, but 
it just was kind of fun since it definitely took their ego down a notch. And we've already talked a lot about how I feel about uh, players with an ego. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to go back into that. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, indeed. Yeah. What I, uh, one thing I did want to say, you talked about Kansas City and it's not a soccer city just because it does have all the other big sports here. And for the most part, other than the Royals, uh, those teams are good. Uh, it's it's a huge football city, obviously, right now. And um, the college basketball is a big thing around here. So like soccer, I have family that goes to sporting games. I think they have season tickets, I want to say. Um, but like and as a whole, I think it does fairly well. Um, it's on the Kansas side, not on the Missouri side. And it's a, a much smaller stadium, obviously. So and the MLS is just smaller than all the other big sports. So in that sense, it's not the biggest thing here. But I do still, even though the team, I think, was pretty bad this past season, I do still think there's a decent amount of passion here. And it all happened after they rebranded because they used to be the Wizards and now they're sporting Kansas City and they got a new stadium built like 10 years ago, I want to say. And so they've become a bigger thing since then. But I, it's, it definitely has not always been like that. I think Kansas City's come along in the last five, ten years as a bigger sporting, uh, for lack of a better term, a bigger soccer city is what I meant to say. Yeah, no. And, and when I say it's a soccer city, I don't mean to imply that soccer is the biggest sport there. I yeah, just yeah, mean yeah. that um, there's a lot of people who are very passionate about soccer in Kansas City. Yeah. And um, it's it's a really – it's actually one of the biggest markets for soccer in the U.S. And mm-hmm. – um, that in itself is very exciting. Another place like that is Seattle. Um, I have a friend who lives in Portland, Oregon, and I'm hoping to go visit her at some point during the MLS season um, because she always said that we could go up to Seattle. So I'm kind of hoping to go visit her and drag her to a Sounders game because I think that would be so much fun. Jay said, shout out the, Port- Why not the Portland also Timbers. Why not go to the Portland Timbers? Yeah. Why don't because, we do both? I, I mean, I would love to Timbers. do them both, but I'm assuming I could only get her to go to one soccer game. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> assuming that we can only choose I've been one. To a Timbers game, but not a Sounders game. When I lived, when you in lived in Seattle, Maryland, you went to the Portland game instead of Seattle. That's crazy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm kind of just assuming that she would not be down for two games. So if I had to choose one, it would definitely be the Sounders. Well, was that enough soccer? Yeah, let me hop off my soapbox. <laughs> I think that was, unless Elena has something Elena to add to soccer. No, I, I mean, like, my partner, like, grew up watching soccer. And so I tried to, like, you know learn history like what leagues are important and everything but it was always a sport like I didn't really get into as much and so but I do enjoy watching the world cup and I think there were some like underrated games this year that were cool like all the Korean games that they were in like it was just so close of a match and I was like wow and then all the Japan games I was like impressed by them and it was like and Japan with the blue lock. Uniforms. Yes, exactly. But like they just played so like they just I was surprised. But I also do like seeing Germany play because I I don't know. They I feel like every league has their own style. And so I liked how like the German players kind of like play like their style of playing. But it, it was disappointing to see them not make it. So I'm sorry stuff about that. Eh, but, it's OK. You know, I, I will. T- yeah, I will tune into the World Cup when it's on and. You know, who knows, like, if I will eventually, like, I'm actually going, oh, actually, I'm going to Manchester next year (laughs) in January to see a Manchester United game because one of my best friends, like, 
is obsessed with them and kind of dragged us to go. But I mean, we'll I'll be there and see like, you know, it's just a different environment in a European yeah. soccer game. And so I'm I'm excited for that. I but. think I've mentioned to you all at some point that I have family in Germany. Um, I, like I said a few times, I'm very German. Um, and a lot of my family still lives over there. And we're literally trying to plan a trip to Germany around when we can get tickets to see Bayern play. Um, so my mom's cousin over there is going to try to get us tickets at some point, And we will then schedule our trip around whenever he's able to get those tickets for. Because um, we love Bayern and seeing them play would be incredible um especially in their stadium mm -hmm. in germany it just would be like I, I can't imagine there's another experience like that it's it's so cool yeah i think if i if i ever visit the uk i definitely want to see a soccer game there whoever's playing i'll go see whatever yeah there's a few um premier league teams that i would love to see play in person i agree from one football to another let's talk about the bills versus the jets game yesterday guys how about it. them fumbles am i right <laughs> let's do it du the double fumbles bro what were the jets thinking let's talk about josh bills Allen. absolutely demolished them demolished them you say what was the final score of that game let's see 20 to 12 20 to that, that was a 12 that was a one possession game that was not a demolition man you want to talk about how both I my mean, teams fumbled yesterday we could talk about that they did God they damn. they both took fat l's yesterday it was so sad F in the chat for Seattle. They probably have to be the Chiefs if they want a chance to make it in the playoffs. How are you feeling about that, Elena? <laughs> Not great. Not great. Not I great. mean, but Gino yeah. did cook what he could cook this season, which yeah. was... He had, he, he had some good cooking. Yeah. It was better than what I was especially, like thinking in the beginning of the season where it was just going to be trash. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. I mean... Be better than everyone was thinking. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not out of it yet. If they have a good last four games, they can sneak in still. And then when they get in, all bets are off. So we'll see. Listen, Lions won yesterday. Yep. Cowboys won. Like it was, mm -hmm. a, it was a good day for football. I guess. You gonna mention that the Chiefs won yesterday, Manny? I didn't watch the Chiefs game. <laughs> you didn't watch any of the other ones either, bud. I watched the Bills one. Oh, I'm sure you watched the entire Bills game. Nah, I watched like the third and fourth quarter. Did you though? Yes, I did. Why? And why didn't you say this? I was watching it in Pav's uh, Discord. Oh, okay. Was streaming it. Oh, okay. And then okay. after that, we watched some of Sonic. And the, so we're the first one we were grading. Yeah, the first one. Okay. We were grading children's cartoons because we were watching it on Nickelodeon. Okay. Uh, so we were grading the commercials okay. that were there. Bro, they did this Barbie commercial twice every commercial break. It was that crazy art was getting like the same commercial twice. It was wild, dude. And then we watched some Shark Tank. Did you say Shark Tangle? That was Shark what I heard. Tank or Shark Tangle? I said Shark okay. Tank. Oh, okay. Shark Tank. I thought you said Shark Tail, but it sounded like Shark Tangle. But no, you said Shark Tank. Okay. Yeah, Shark Tank. Okay. Discord cut some off at the worst products. possible time. I knew some of them. I had an internet marketing class senior year of high school, and that class was such a joke even before my teacher had to leave for maternity leave. And then when the sub came in, we pretty much just watched Shark Tank, and that was the entire last three I months of the that. class. I love that. Shark Tank is honestly goaded. I love Shark Tank. <laughs> It's good reality TV. There's better reality TV out there, like Love is Blind. Hey. It was pretty good. <laughs> Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you there, but Shark Tank's an interesting watch. I like seeing the business minds of mm -hmm. people and Man how they can use and abuse us. Manny loves billionaires. <laughs> Manny is pro <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I love Mark Cuban. Pro billionaire. Yeah, I'm pro Let's Mark Cuban. Manny's a capitalist. Pro just Mark Cuban. Justin. 
Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, he's a capitalist, just like Listen, Taylor Swift, right? I, I, I agree with you. We've said this earlier. <laughs> I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if I should go into this on the podcast because I don't want to make enemies because I do love her music. Um, you mean I don't already have enemies <laughs> for my Taylor Swift takes? Yeah. I have the soundbite of all of you yelling at him at the exact same time. That's such a great soundbite. It is a great soundbite. Because you're all defensive. You're like, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And they were not letting that you was breathe about. for one second. It wasn't even about Taylor Swift. Oh, it, it wasn't even about Taylor Swift. <laughs> It was about a oh, Jack the Goblin producer. What's his name? My unproblematic. Yeah, Jack Antonoff. Don't you dare. Hmm. Okay. Uh, unproblematic. Okay. Did you listen to that remix? I know that remix said, was so bad. <laughs> um, to clarify, he did a remix of one of Taylor Swift's new songs, and it was the probably the worst thing I've ever heard. Well, no, that's dramatic, but it was really bad. You know what else is really bad? The bugs and glitches that there are in go. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Ayo. Here we go. <laughs> Guys, it is that time of year. Elena, which Pokemon did you get? So I started with a Sprigatito. The- I meant which version. <laughs> no, which oh, okay. I thought you meant like what's your <laughs> I also thought you meant starter. <laughs> no. God <laughs> damn it. Okay. No, I meant I which version meant. of Pokemon. Uh, okay, did well, you I get? got Pokemon. Violet, because it has the best looking legendary, and I like the futuristic style more so than the past. Gotcha. Nick, which one did you get? So as I said on the last episode, I had no plans of purchasing this game. Maybe, at least not at launch. I was maybe going to get it eventually, but I had given my thoughts on the Pokemon games and all that. And then Bobby and Elena were very kind enough to get the game for me, even though I insisted they not do that. It still happened. And they gave me a little quiz. Yeah, b- b- Bobby's Elena, give Manny the quiz real quick and have him answer it live on the air in just a second here. So they gave me a quiz to determine which game that I would prefer. And then that ended up being Scarlet, which got sent to me. And I've been playing it for a couple weeks now. I got Violet because when I was looking at the version exclusives, um, there was that dopey little penguin Pokemon with the ice cube head that is a version. Ice cube? Yeah. Askew. Yeah. Askew. That one's a, a version exclusive it's ice to Q. Violet. And I just loved his little dopey existence so much that I got Violet specifically for that. <laughs> nice. I love that. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> it's, it's, that vo- it's that one. <laughs> it's that Pokemon. So and cute. I... I did not get a single one. I've been watching everyone else play it, so I saved my $60. But it looks good. I, well, let me rephrase that. The The elements that they have added to Pokemon look like good additions for Pokemon. The game itself yes. looks like a mess. But The evolutions to the game in theory and concept are very good and are a step in the right direction for the series. But the execution and the performance of the game are Agreed. not up to par yet. Which I will let you guys talk about. Okay. Elena, you've played it like four times as much as I have if you want to get started. Well, I can start by saying like how, you know how a game called Pokemon Arceus came out <laughs> earlier this year? This year, believe yeah. it or not. It was still this year. So, you know, I didn't play that when it came out. I actually played it a week or two ago, like before Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. And so... I decided mm-hmm. to play that and I was really loving the 
story and just the different game mechanics even though i technically am not a gamer like i just only play pokemon that's like literally the only game i play because <laughs> yeah. i just love the structure of the game and i i kind of know what i'm going in for and you know the mechanics are just pressing like a and b and, and that's good enough for me you know but i was kind of like that game looked like amazing compared to <laughs> pokemon violet and scarlet where the yeah. environment doesn't really look, you know, as lived in. And I mean, I do love the, I do like the new Pokemon in this generation. Like some of them like are just goofy as hell, but in general, I do like what the starters look like. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe not Coaxley's final evolution, but overall, like I do really like this game <laughs> i think it's the most fun game that's come out since like the og like first gen second gen third gen i would call those like og pokemon but mm -hmm. i feel like i haven't really had as much fun in a pokemon game since those games so i would say like the actual gameplay of this is just fun and usually i pretty much finish the main story and then finish the post story really quick and then i stop playing pokemon for a while but I can see myself like continuing this game and, you know, I'm like getting more active and participating in the raids. And I think it's easy with, well, it's actually not easy to play with online with friends, but we can get into that in more glitch stuff. Yeah. But the concept of being able to play with your friends is a lot cooler and, you know, it's not as an individual ga like game where I used to only play Pokemon by myself and that's it, you know? Yep. So overall yeah. I'm having fun with the game. Yeah. So I am also for now having fun with the game. I did. So uh, if I, I'm sure I said this before at some point in the show, but sword and shield was the first one I played and that was the first one I beat. And I've played sun and moon since then a little bit. And then I played Arceus was which was the second one that I had ever beaten. So this is my third overall Pokemon game, and I played a little bit of Arceus because I was getting the Pokemon itch after the game came out, and I saw everybody playing. It was like, I, I think it would have been fine if I just kept playing Arceus and didn't get the game. Um, and it worked out, obviously. It worked out in the end. But what, what I immediately noticed from jumping straight from Arceus to Scarlet was how, even though I thought a lot of stuff in Arceus was unpolished and it's buggy at times and they could have done more with it in certain areas if they had more power, for, more power on the console that they were on, uh, Scarlet and Violet still feel significantly less polished than even Arceus does um, in a lot of different ways. Particularly, I hate the camera and the battling. That is like, mm -hmm. th that's the thing for me more than anything. You have like it, like the default camera doesn't have both Pokemon in view during the battle for most of it. And that's especially obnoxious to me because I don't remember this being an issue in Arceus when you could move around freely. And I don't even remember it being an issue in Sword and Shield when you were like fixed and you couldn't move your character around at all. I don't remember it being an issue there. Um, so that, that really annoyed me. And when I was doing it on stream and looking at my computer for the screen, uh, the performance was not great. And on, on the TV and on the handheld, it's better. There's occasional frame drops, but it's not as bad as I've heard. Uh, they also did release a patch pretty quickly after I started playing the game because I got it a week or two after it came out. So I don't know how much that improved the performance at all from what it originally was. But I've encountered the occasional glitch, um, nothing too crazy. Uh, sometimes the Pokemon, that, that the legendary that you ride will get stuck in certain areas and you'll have to stay there for like 10 seconds before it will boot you back out and like basically respawn you. Um, so there's stuff like that that's annoying performance-wise, but all in all, I am still enjoying it. I enjoy the structure of this game uh, quite a bit. It just sort of turns you loose. You have three different things that you could be doing. 
um, and you can do them in any order ultimately before you get to the end. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm jumping around from place to place and thing to thing and just getting the Pokedex as much as I can on the way there. And I enjoy the sense of freedom that it has because uh, Sword and Shield still felt really linear in terms of what your fir- what your current objective was and then what your next one was after that. And Arceus went away from that a little bit, but I still think mission and objective-wise, it was still sort of rigidly structured. Uh, this one feels much freer, and I do enjoy it in that regard, because I can spend hours just going through all the all the wild looking for Pokemon, or I can find raids that are popping up everywhere, and I can do those by myself or with friends, and the different options that I have, the three different things you can do for the story, um, are all enjoyable in their own way, and I can go back and forth, or I can just grind all the gems, I can do whatever, and I appreciate the freedom as far as that goes. So there's a lot of elements about this game that I'm enjoying, and there's certain things that are holding it back performance-wise, um, but I think the repetitive nature of past games is less of an issue here with the way they chose to structure it, which I do appreciate quite a bit. Yeah, I definitely haven't played it as much as either of you. Um, I just have been busy and haven't had much of a chance to really get into it as much as I would like to. Um, I will say the performance issues have definitely been um, very noticeable. <laughs> it was the kind of thing where after playing Arceus earlier this year, I was like, oh, okay. Um, once they announced Scarlet and Violet, um, the thought kind of was that Arceus is their experiment into going into more of an open world format. Mm-hmm. And they'll really kind of have it more locked up and um, fixed for Scarlet and Violet. Um, they didn't, which is a little disappointing. Um, nope. I still really enjoy the open world concept. And I've been playing Pokemon since um, Red and Blue on the um, on the original Game Boy. So the open world concept is something I've been wanting in this game for so long so i have been really really enjoying that um it's just been a lot of fun and it's so different from the normal pokemon formula um and that kind of makes some of the performance issues less bothersome because it's finally what i've wanted in a pokemon game for god knows how many years I I also um I do like a lot of the new Pokemon. I think some of them are fun. I think some of them are a little weird, and they're you know I we've been saying this for many years at this point, but they're running out of ideas. And the fact that they can still continue to come up with new oh, Pokemon yeah. is kind of wild. But I do like some of the new Pokemon. Did you say come up with new Pokemon? Um, okay. you say new? Hold on, hold on. Let's we talk Wiglet, Manny. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about this character. Okay. Right? So. In the original <laughs> uh, Pokemon games, as the one I mentioned, you know, Gens 1, 2, 3, um, there's a character, a Pokemon, named Diglett. Now, this Diglett is like a giant turd from the ground. <laughs> it's brown, and it's got a tooth that just sort of, like, snaggles, right? So what Pokemon Scarlet and Violet decided to do was create <laughs> Wiglet. Now, what do you think Wiglet is? Well, it's a worm Pokemon that just... It's white Diglett, but skinny. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's it's just Diglett, but white. You're going to talk about how they have gotten kind of lazy? That feels very lazy to me. And I love Lechonk, but Lechonk is just a pig. Okay? Like, there's nothing super creative about him no i agree lechonk is just a cute pig with a cute squirtle name. is just a turtle oh, that is true but but ponyta is just I love a pony LeChonk. this is not me this is not me hating on lechonk i love lechonk there's a pokemon that's literally like 
a freaking like engine yeah. of a car. Varum? I saw that one. Varoom. <laughs> he looks like one of the tractors from Cars. That's what he reminds me of every time I see him. Looks like we one of the tractors at the go tractor tipping for. No, we don't. I hated fighting Varoom. It took me forever to beat him. Exactly why we love him. It's like fun that these are like actually challenging because the typings are interesting in this game. And I don't know, even though the Pokemon look ridiculous, the actual like, I don't know, I like to strategize how to battle these Pokemon. And mm -hmm. I like these newer like incorporated typings or like mixes that will throw you off. But the Pokemon do look yeah. ridiculous. They do. And adding to the adding to the further depth of it is uh in previous games we've had mega evolutions, but in this game we have terrestrialization. Uh one of you guys want to mm -hmm. talk about uh the new terror types for this game and how that changes up combat. It doesn't really. It just adds some armor basically when they terrestrialize, and you can terrestrialize to counter that, and that's basically all it is. Yeah, but it does matter. <laughs> It, what are like, you talking about? Like in, like in when I'm actually in a battle, all it feels like is like, oh, I'm about to beat them, but they terrorized in the terror raid, so that means you're it's not take clearly a bit doing five stars, six not. star raids. I'm not. That's true. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Okay, so pretty much like when you're in post game and you're able to fight in like five star or six star raids, which pretty much you need at least like level eighty five um pokemon to battle in a five star and to like successively successfully take down a six star raid you need at least like a hundred level pokemon to go against this um the terra terrestrialization is pretty much when a pokemon will assume one type and so it will be its terra type and so when you can like you know like you can either strategically see how it can affect by you are a certain type of Pokemon, and then instead of being weak to what you're typically weak to, you can have a Terra that's actually what you're not weak to, and your people who would be fighting against you would have to then backtrack and say, oh, okay, they're no longer weak to this type of move, and so I need to re-strategize and figure out what to attack it with. And it it's hard to, like pretty much choose your Pokemon now when you're trying to go into a raid because at one, like you're, you're thinking one time you're like, Oh, I'm going to put this Pokemon and I'll be fine. And then no, it's actually this terror type. So I'm not fine because now it's strong against me. And like, I need to figure out another way to, you know, solve this puzzle. So I think it's going to be fun to incorporate in it when we eventually do like PVP battles with each mm -hmm. other, because I mean, like in Sword and Shield, pretty much the special power that Pokemon had was just to become pretty gigantic. And yeah, Gigamaxing like, or whatever it was called. Yeah, Gigamaxing and like have like more like HP and like like a power boost. But and this like is not just a power boost in this one. It's more so like, OK, like it can be a completely different type that I wasn't being aware of. And now I have to like put in a different Pokemon to go against it even you know, it's more like thinking about those kinds of things. So I like I like it because that like the battling part of Pokemon is that why I love the game so much. And so I think it's helped me like, OK, invest in playing more and then also raiding with my friends. You know, like it's been fun to like um, invite every 
one who's trying to get these high level Pokemon that have really high stats and, you know, it's not, it's actually not easy to take them down even when mm -hmm. you have like the right, po what you think is the right Pokemon. So, you know, that part of the game is fun. Yeah. I haven't gotten to that level, to that degree. I've only played like only, I've only played like 25 hours where you guys have played like 80 right. something at this point. So it's like. All the stuff you're talking about, a lot of that I haven't gotten to yet. As far as it's been for me, it hasn't really affected the gameplay too heavily. So I'm curious once it gets to the point where the raids are going to actually be more difficult for me. Because all the ones that I've done, I haven't found any high level ones yet. Because I'm not high enough level and I don't have enough gym badges yet. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it makes the, all the strategy of the game like yeah. a lot better. Because, you know, it's like the, early, the main story game is like, it's so easy. Like you just need powerful mm -hmm. moves to go against like what you know they're going to be weak against. But, you know... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So once we get to that point where I am, I've got Pokemon that are on a similar level to all of yours and we're doing the five and six stars regularly, it'll be more fun as far as, far as that goes. But right now, every time I do a raid with you guys, if one of you is in there with me, you one shot them in the first hit and then I just get all the <laughs> all, all the candies from it. That's all it is. Right. So it's fun to especially to play with other people, but it's a little bit repetitive as far as that goes right now. So I'll, I'll look forward to when I actually get there. But I'm not looking forward to the whole grind that gets to that gets me to that point, because I think I'll hit a wall when I get tired of the grinding at some point, which I'm not looking forward to. But I'm still enjoying the game overall. Yeah, I think the joy of Pokemon is to like figure out what you like about the yeah. game and then start like, you know, just doing that because I don't know, I love dragon type pokemon so i just like you know go around and find dragon type pokemon and see like okay i look at their levels and like what you know their stats and train them and you know like i focus on that and that makes it worthwhile for me and that'll give me up you know and then when people are like oh like do you want to join a raid okay yeah i'll join a raid with you so yeah. i think there's opportunities in this game that you know can be lot more long lasting of like people will actually be more invested in this game long term but it's those glitches like they clearly yeah. rushed it and i wish oh, like sure. the online like portion of it to like you know be in the they call it like union like a union group or something where you can actually like be in the same game technically with your friends but that thing just crashes all the time like we tried it and it crashed like on three different times within like 15 minutes and i wish it just was a better yeah union circle yep that's right and yeah, so yeah. i haven't even I, used that yeah it was it was cool because it actually so if you have i have violet and you have scarlet you can actually see the the violet exclusive Pokemon in the wild, and I can see the scarlet exclusive Pokemon gotcha, in okay. the wild. So that's like another incentive, like, oh, like just be with your friends that can see those Pokemons, and so you can catch them too. But it's just so bad and like it crashed so easily. And I don't know. I wish that mm -hmm. was a better that was done better, but yeah. I like the idea. Yeah, the idea is cool. It would be fun to do a full Pokemon co-op game. Mm-hmm. Especially giving you the per like, I didn't even know that you had the perks of the other version of the game if you played with other people that had the different version. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. If it worked, that would be really cool, but we're not so lucky. I believe it's if you join someone that has another game, because it's their game that is quote-unquote hosting. Okay, okay. So if gotcha. you join whoever has Violet, then you will be in a quote-unquote Violet world. And if someone who's gotcha, in Violet okay. joins your world they will be in a quote-unquote scarlet world. 
So that's but how you it can works. have up to four people. Yes, up to you four. can have up to four people in a yeah group. Yeah. Okay. I'll get to that point where I'm. Well, just the Me point too. where I'm more experienced in general. Because as we talked about earlier, I don't play the game nearly as much as everyone else does. I will play for like two, three hours, and then I'll have my fill. Maybe I'll go back to it later that day. But I won't spend an entire Pokemon's not one of those games where I can spend my entire day playing just that game. I had totally, like one yeah. I had like one day like that when I was trying to get to the end of the Sword and Shield campaign, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, like I said, this is literally the only game I've ever played in my life since yeah. Red and Blue. So I just love also like I love how in the raids where like they just show like the shadow of the Pokemon and you have you have to know what it is, you know, and like you know, you just have to start learning Pokemon that way. It's kind of like the show where it's like, who's that Pokemon? Like who's in the raid? Because once you get to the higher level raids, like you need to really know what their types are and then what their terror type is and then see yeah. how you can offensively take it down and without it taking you down first because, okay, now it could potentially be like strong against something you, you'd you be strong against their terror type too. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just, you know, it makes so the So I have not been better, playing it enough yeah. to start really doing any raids. And the fact that you just almost in a way compared it to like the show with the who's that pokemon that just unlocked such a core memory in my brain <laughs> and now i genuinely want to grab my switch when we're done with this and play a little before i go to bed even though i probably should go right to bed but now i think i want to play some pokemon <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing because yeah i like tell like i asked jay because you know they're like oh like i have a raid i'm like okay who's the pokemon and then he has to screenshot it to me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, you don't know what You it know is. the silhouettes, I, we don't. I, yeah, exactly. It's like bobbing at me, you're like, okay, that's that. Yeah. But it's it, that's, so that's what's actually fun, yeah, to me about it. I was just going to say, that's good yeah. to know then. So if I don't know what it is, I can just send you a screenshot and be like, what is this? Please help me. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yep, I got you. I got everyone. But Well, they do have their Terra type like icon in the top right corner, don't they? Yeah, but even that, like, you have to know the terror type icon because sometimes it's like a normal type looks similar to the phys psychic type one, and uh -huh, like, okay. and sometimes like the ice type. So yeah, you need to memorize those oh. too. Okay, good to know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good here. Like, it's just the execution performance that holds it back mostly. But like, I know people like, especially with Arceus, they would say step in the right direction a lot. This does feel like that in terms mm. of conceptually what what these games should be. And whether it's their fault or Nintendo's fault as to why these games are rushed out the way they are, um, that, I mean, it's not going to be addressed because these games make money hand over fist and everyone still buys these games. Like, no one's going to not buy these games at this point. But so they're yeah. not going to get they're not going to get fixed ultimately as long as people keep. Well, them. that's, but that's the problem nice with me would. is even though I haven't had much of a chance to play it, like I said, I love Pokemon so much that as soon as a game comes out. Even if I can't get into playing it right away, I'm always going to buy it because I just have such nostalgia for the the series as a whole. Um, it is a good point about how our dollars mm -hmm. are our voices in capitalism. Don't have to go into all that again because I could. That's another thing I could rant about. But um, Manny, what was the stat that like this game like came out in three days and made like way more money than God? Yeah, I believe it's, did in it's like sold, a it week sold or ten two. million copies in three days. Oh I my god, yeah, something like that. Which is for those of you who are not aware, insane. It, it's the best 
I mean, here's the thing with Pokemon. Even before this, it was the best-selling franchise of all time. Better than Star Wars. In all Wars, of media. Better than... Straight-up media. Yes, media of all time. It's the most successful. So this making... Ten, selling 10 million copies in three days, for me, is not surprising. And also, it's not going to make the Pokemon company change their mind about the way that they handle the games yeah because they're gonna look at that and say well still people loved it regardless and i'm like definitely part of the problem because i kind of like the glitches because <laughs> it just makes it like some of them are really funny some of them are really funny just like and i'm not like one to like hate like automatically glitches because i love bethesda games and they're they are notorious for bugs but yeah it's just it's different when you are the most successful franchise of all time in any medium, like you expect there to be a better polish on it. And there just isn't. So that's just the I way could get on my soapbox and compare them to something right now, but I won't. Compare them. Marvel. That's all Ooh. I gotta say. No, I agree. Their movies look like crap and they're made by the biggest corporation in the world. You know who else is made by the biggest like, corporation in the world? Money. But does Marvel they don't, they have, don't have Flake Coco, though? They have Baby they Groot, even though Groot, even though Groot looks like a fucking weird <laughs> bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got Flake Coco, though. That was it. My immediate comparison was like, they're the biggest game in town, and they know it, and they'll keep banking money because of that more than anything. Yes. So there's not as much of an incentive to try until it starts affecting the bottom Can line. Can I just say really quickly? Uh, I mean, Marvel has. Going back yes. to Flake Coco. Yes. I regret picking Sprigatito because Foy Coco, when he looked at looked up at me with those with those eyes, not clearly not a thought behind those eyes, just looking like the dopiest little vibes. guy, just happy to be there, just happy to exist. And then I, I still picked Sprigatito because I told everybody like when they first showed um the the starters i was like oh my god the grass cat i love the grass cat i need the grass cat so i felt committed to it but i regret it because Foy coco is adorable me too stuff <laughs> me too if you want Foy coco i got you i have it breeded so oh sweet can, i'll have to dm you one. when i'm actually mm-hmm. able to play because <laughs> i really uh really yeah. would love Foy coco yeah, so, so let's go, uh, before we end off on Pokemon, let's go through the starters real quickly. Which one do we like the best? Which one do we like the least? So far, we have Foy Coco. I think Foy Coco is the majority favorite. We have Sprigatito. Mm-hmm. And then we have Quaxley. I think we're all fans of Foy Coco. And honestly, the <sighs> I wish I picked it. But I thought it was going to be a lot slower of a Pokemon because the speed stats are just terrible. And I usually like when my Pokemon starts first because, you know, just back the punch. But its final evolution, spoilers, is not bipedal. So it's actually still a crocodile on all fours. And so, I mean, it's definitely the best design. I think it's the best design out of the three of the final evolution and i like the last typing which is fire and ghost <gasps> yeah there's ghost? another fire ghost which is like yep. the is it the lamper the lamp pokemon that's like escaping my name 
Um, oh, Lampent. Lampent, <laughs> yeah. And Chandelure. Like, that was a ghost fire that I didn't really use, but I think that the moves that the Skeledurge, or that's the final evolution of Fue Coco learns, are, are cool. And so mm-hmm. I wish I picked Fue Coco, but I, I picked Sprig Gatito, and it turns into Meowscarda. And it's okay. I, I mean, like, it's pretty strong. And it like it helped me through the game, but I don't actually use it for like my raids and stuff. So that's kind of sad. Whereas mm-hmm. like I think everyone who has Foy Coco, like they still use it for their raids. Yeah. And so I'm I'm kind of regretting it, but you know what? It's okay. I don't usually pick grass types though. I usually pick the water I- type and I just can't with the final evolution of Quaxley. Like yeah. I it's... have not seen the final evolution of Quaxley. Mm. I have seen very little people use Quaxley. Wait, what's what's yeah. the final evolution called? Okay, so I know it's... So the reason why I definitely didn't pick it is because it's water fighting. And I really hate when they add the fighting type to a starter. Because like they've been doing it for like every fire type has a fighting type at the end. And so... I'm like, you did that to my water? Oh, it's Qua Quaval. And it's like a Samba dancer almost looking Pokemon. And so. Yep. <laughs> let me look it up. I mean, I just, yeah. It's like sad because oh. I'm usually like hashtag Squirt Squad every time. Squirt Squad. When I pick hashtag a starter. Squirt Squad. <laughs> but the one time they had a water type, like I'm just, I couldn't do it. Oh, so. it's kind of weird looking. Yeah. 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 I- I think I'm historically like looking. I actually saw a video earlier of like people like ranking the water types or the water starters. And historically, just looking at them, I think I'd prefer the water starters the majority of the time. And I took Sobble in Sword and Shield because it was so damn cute. And I enjoyed Inteleon. I enjoyed Inteleon that it evolved into. I always liked that one. And it was a good starter for a number of reasons for me. Um, but yeah, this game and like Foycoco just seemed like the best off the bat and it was definitely the cutest, which when you're playing a Pokemon for the first time, the cute factor cannot be overstated. And he was the cutest, Look, derpy, the cutest, <laughs> the cutest, derpiest guy that they had. The cute factor doesn't just apply to the first time. Literally, I, I mean, I've been playing Pokemon since Red and Blue and I already mentioned earlier that I picked Violet specifically because of the penguin with the ice cube head because it was so cute. I have a real problem in Pokemon where I will um, not optimize my team to be the best because I will prioritize the Pokemon that I think are cute over the Pokemon that are strong, and I can't help myself. <laughs> of course. Some of them are really cute, and it, they're just they're fun to look at, okay? Like, it just, I don't know. <laughs> we all that. do it. Because I just love that because it's, like, the complete opposite of my team. <laughs> like, I po- I think I posted a tweet where it was someone, like, posting, like, oh, my someone just said, like, my team was, like, as if, like, a 12-year-old boy made it. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely my team, too. <laughs> where it's, like, all dragon types or, like, big, like, buff, like, <laughs> scary Pokemon-looking things. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I love, I love... You're going for the cuteness, honestly. Because there are very... There's a lot of cute new Pokemon. Like, all the new dogs. Oh, I love them. Like, the great... Like, the ghost dog with, The like, tweet that's you just like, shared, yeah. Yes. Like, there's a bake... Like, bakery dog Pokemon. And they're just cute. 
There are so many cute Pokemon. That's why it's so big. That's why it's the biggest franchise in all media. Oh, it's the cute. little um. Oh, what's the what's the one with the the bread bun ears? What's it called again? Fido. 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 Oh my god! I saw Fido and immediately was like, okay, that's gonna stay in my party forever, and it has. <laughs> it's so cute. Well, it evolved now, and then but it's evolution is Dosh Bun, yeah! which is cuter. <laughs> It's adorable. I love it. Well, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying Pokemon. I do hope that it eventually reaches what it should be. Um, right. I think games should just be delayed until they're ready. But it's a business and they need to make money. Even though they are the most successful franchise in the world of all time. Uh-huh. It's just... Anyways... But that's all I have to say about Pokemon. Can I go hard in the paint now? <laughs> What's he talking about here? What could he possibly... Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, chocolate starfish. Um, chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> guys, the Game Awards just happened last week. Time for Elena to tune out. Oh, right. <laughs> um, Wait, no, but, but, but Al Pacino was there. Al Pacino was there. Al Pacino presented the first award. Yes, uh, for best performance in a game. Because he had his bedtime right after that? <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> um, and that went to Christopher Judge for God of War. Expected, uh-huh. but still nice. It was, it was a nice speech. It was long. Um, people made a lot of memes about it, but it was a nice speech. But I don't even really care about the awards. I'm here for the game announcements. Hell yeah. Nick, did you happen to see... The uh, Star Wars Fallen Jedi Survivor uh, gameplay? I believe it's just Jedi Survivor. Yes, Jedi Survivor. Uh, I did. I did the next day, yeah. And I saw a lot of people, including my best friend, uh, saying that they don't think the graphics look that good. I didn't notice anything too off with them. Um, I don't know if you felt how you felt about them. I didn't notice anything particularly bad about them. It looks like more of the same with some cool new mechanics, and it was a game that I was surprised how much I enjoyed, and I'm looking forward to this one, and I don't really have any thoughts beyond that. Whoever's saying it doesn't look that good, you're wrong. Like, maybe, maybe it's because I've played Fallen Order a lot, so I know what that game looks like. This looks better. Like, it looks better visually. I can tell the graphics overhaul happened. It looked better than I remembered, for sure. It, it looks better. But outside of that, I did like the new gameplay elements. I like the dual lightsabers. Yep. That's going to be fun to use. They gave him the Kylo Ren lightsaber too. Did you they, see they it? They gave him the little the little pokes at the end, L- little cross guard, oh whatever God, it's called. I'm so excited. Gameplay goes so far, and I prioritize gameplay a lot. But the story of Fallen Order was actually surprisingly good. You know, mm-hmm. it was a serviceable story, and it was good and decent. And I like these characters, so I'm also excited just to see these characters again. Yeah, same. As we talked about before, I'm surprised how much I enjoyed that game. So I'm probably going to, even though it'll be on Game Pass a year later or whatever, I'm probably going to buy this game day one. This will definitely be a day one purchase for me. Heck yeah. I'm excited for that one. Really quickly, let's mention um, Immortals of Avium, which our friend Zach from Switch Force here on YouTube is a part of. Um, He's working with the game developer on their social media and stuff like that. And it's really, really cool. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, quick plug for Switch Force. Uh, he is the reason, basically, that Manny and I know each other. So, um, yeah, 
check that game out. Anyway, moving on. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag, Hashtag not, not an ad. Hashtag mm-hmm. I'm just a mod for Zach. Hashtag that's it. If our friends are doing cool shit, I don't care. Exactly. I agree. Love your friends. Promote your friends if you exactly. can. Exactly. Good point. Um, we got an announcement for Death Stranding two. We d- oh yeah, that's right. Are you excited for that one? Because <laughs> I, well, I need to not. play the first one. I want to play the first one, even though I'll probably be bored by it. I still want to play it, even though like we are full on in get Nick a PS4 or PS5 mode right now, even though I don't have the money for either of them. Yes. It will happen next year. I will I will make one of those two happen next year. And Death Stranding's on the list of stuff I want to play. Yeah, Death Stranding will be. I've thought about playing it, um, but I know that the game's long. And I'm not the yeah. hugest fan of Kojima, like the games that he makes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for him being an auteur and good for that because I like when people get to make the stuff that they want to make, but I don't like the stuff that he makes most of the time. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's so, that's more than fair. So there's that. But Death Stranding 2 finally got announced. Um, yep. One that I personally was excited for was Judas. Do you know who Ken Levine is? I think I've heard the name. Ken Levine. Oh, I don't think you've played these games. Uh, Ken Levine is the creator of Bioshock. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he created Bioshock 1, well, the franchise, but he directed 1 and 3, uh, Infinite. So this is a new game. I don't know if you can tell, but it's very Bioshock. I didn't see anything about this about this one, actually. Oh, my gosh. I, missed the, I don't think I said, but I missed the show. I, yes, you did miss the show. I, I thought that you would have seen some of the trailers. Um, Judas is very cool. It looks very Bioshocky. Um, this time we're in space, but I'm very curious to see what the writing looks like. Um, mm-hmm. but I trust Ken. But when I saw that trailer, I was like, "Oh, we're back, baby! His new game's finally out. Bioshock Four comes out at some point, but he's not directing it. So we shall see how that goes." Moving along, actually, I do want to get your thoughts on this. Did you see? Idris Elba's in Cyberpunk? I did. So I was going to ask, this is in the expansion that's coming next year, I believe, yes. right? Is this something that we get with the game, or do we have to pay separately You'll for it? You'll have to pay separately for it. I'll still do it, just because I love that game so much, but I was curious about that. I thought it might have been like a Game Pass thing. For, I feel like we talked about this a month or two ago, and I thought maybe it was like a Game Pass thing. Why would it be on Game Pass if Cyberpunk's not on Game Pass? I don't know. I just thought I remembered something like that. And I, I mean, I'm wrong, obviously, but that was what I remembered, so I asked. Mm-hmm. i'll still get it i know they made you pay for like all the witcher dlcs and stuff when those came out and it's the same studio so no so so witcher had one big major dlc which was uh blood and blood and wine blood and, and a wine. second one yeah so they have two major like dlcs yeah. that you pay for and then the rest are usually free um okay. this did not have that effect because they were trying to fix the game for two years Mm-hmm. but yeah phantom liberty i believe is the name of the dlc so i am excited for it to come out i'm excited for more new narrative cyberpunk content we've gotten yeah. some content and uh, like weapons and costumes and good quality of life changes too but i'm excited sure. for new story to be added onto it and keanu's back as well Oh, love it, love it. I did, I did miss that part. I saw Idris Elba. I did not know that we were getting more Keanu. Yeah, we're getting makes some sense. More, yeah, we're getting some more Keanu. With the way the game is structured, it kind of makes sense that you have to have more Keanu. I mean, it does and doesn't because the way the game ends, but... Well, it's a whole thing. We won't get into it. Yes. 
Um, Diablo 4 arriving in June. That was a very yeah. cool trailer. I uh, did not like the Halsey performance, but I don't like Halsey to begin with. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. You see about this? I saw that Kevin Conroy was Batman in, in what might be his last performance. Yes, this this is his last Arkhamverse performance. This is in the Arkhamverse? Yes. This takes place okay. after Arkham Knight. He, I know. I, I, Nick, <laughs> what? Nick, don't. Nick, I know. Okay. <laughs> don't ask me okay. about it. Okay, but we'll it, talk off the air. But it takes place after Arkham Knight. So yeah, there's that. But yes, this is his last performance as Batman for the Arkham games. Okay. And it was a nice trailer. I did I did like the trailer. It's a different vibe for Rock City for sure. Okay. I could never remember if this or Gotham Knights was the one that was the Nope. In this the is Rocksteady. Yeah. This is in the same universe. Mild interest in that because of that factor. I'm interested A because of that. And B because it looks like Sunset Overdrive. With a shark. Ooh. Well, I'm sold. The gameplay looks like Sunset Overdrive. Okay. Those you know me know it's my favorite game. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, Got some new Horizon DLC. Never eh. played Horizon 2. Never even finished yeah. Horizon 1. Yep, same. I never played either, obviously. Um, You see this new Bayonetta game? Heard about it. It came out like a month or two ago, right? No, it no, no, all no, like controversy. no, 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 no. This is a new Bayonetta game. Oh, called okay. Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. So what it is, it's like a top-down Bayonetta like dungeon crawler. That's all I can really give you. It's very different from Bayonetta. Um, I want to like Bayonetta. Okay, Bayonetta's thick. Um. I just know <laughs> about Bayonetta because I had two friends explain the whole franchise to me. Like one of course. night. Mm. Because they were so hyped for Bayonetta 3, and I was like, okay. And then, I guess now, respectfully, Bayonetta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Nick, did you see Tax Write-Off, the video game? Ooh, what could this be? <laughs> this, is a, this is a video game called Crime Boss Rocket City, starring Michael Madsen, Chuck oh, Norris, yes. Danny Glover, Norris? Kim Bassinger, Danny Trejo and, uh, and Vanilla yeah, I Ice. Of course. I, I this, don't this would have been the hottest game, game of 1998. I, I don't know what this game is. Oh, and Michael Rooker. Okay. Other than a tax write-off. I have no idea what this game is. My guess is it's like Mafia, but in like a heightened world with Chuck Norris and Vanilla Ice and Michael mm-hmm. Rooker. I don't know. When I saw this one, I was like, this looks bad. But apparently people are excited for it. I don't know. Mm. Sure. New Lords of the Fallen, New Last of Us, Returnal for PC. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 finally has a release window of August. Transformers Reactivate. Do you know about this? I missed this. Okay. So they had a trailer, and it's like very futuristic and it's sci-fi and it's looks like a first person shooter right mm-hmm. it looks like a like an infinite warfare or like an advanced warfare setting right futuristic war okay. you get like hooked up to like a mech suit allegedly like from what it looks like you stand up 
and then they say some line. The trailer cuts, and it says Transformers reactivate. And everyone's like, the fuck? The team that's working on this recently did Gears Tactics. So my guess is that it's a tactics game. But it's a okay. one, but it's a uh, up to four player multiplayer game, like an action game. So none of us really know what this game is, other than that it's a new Transformers game. But nothing indicated that, other than the title. Okay, yeah, I did not hear about this at all. Yeah, it's a weird one. But we also know that next year, because it got leaked, and this is all alleged, there was definitely not screenshots and video of this um transformers rise is coming out and that's supposed to be a lot closer to like the 360 era of platinum transformer games okay so that's coming out next year allegedly as well i guess a big year for transformers yeah new movie next year got the yeah. trailer for that which which doesn't look awful robots in disguise. no it does not thank you stuff <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> I had to contribute something. Uh, Remnant 2 was coming out, which I don't know if you played. But it's actually no. it's a pretty fun game. Um, Replaced uh, had a new trailer. That one I think is cool. Uh, Dead Cells with Castlevania. Uh, that's pretty much all the major ones that I can see here. Um, well, hold on. Hold on. I know that I'm missing okay. one. Okay, okay. Which can't I can't let Arcadio get to. go. Can't now, let Arcadio I, go without that. I know. That. I was gonna get okay. to Arcadio. Okay. All right, hon. <laughs> you see this Hellboy game? I heard something about it. Hellboy is getting like a cell shaded. What looks like a brawler. Okay. I was wondering when you said that what type of game they could get out of Hellboy. It wouldn't That's be a particularly expensive one. It does not look particularly expensive. <laughs> all we saw was a cutscene. But uh-huh. yep. There's that. All right, guys. So this year. Uh, Jeff was like, he wasn't in tears about this announcement, but he was very excited to announce a brand new game from a studio. It was a sequel to a game that we all loved. And you see the super giant logo and you're like, Oh, super giant. They did bastion and a bunch of other games, but most recently they did Hades and Hades is a very good game. It was nominated I think for game of the year as well um, was nominated for best action game and a bunch of other things. So you go through this trailer and you're like, I think this is Hades. And then boom, you see the art style, you see the little crown. And you're like, ah, yeah, this is Hades. Boom. Hades two coming out early access 2023. Looks like instead of going away from hell, looks like you're going back down into it. Um, and I believe you're trying to find Kronos this time. So, interesting story. Still going to have the awesome gameplay of Hades 1. So, Hades 2 in uh, early access for 2023. Game of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll talk about game of the year. I'll talk about it now since Nick's not back. Um, we had a wager with Edith that if Elden Ring won game of the year, Edith would play Elden Ring. Now, for those of you who don't know, Edith, I love you to death. Edith is not the most prolific gamer. It's okay, Edith, same. Um, same. <laughs> and I mean this with no disrespect, but Edith has not had the experienced 
the same experience with video games that me or Max or Nick have had, um, which is perfectly fun. Edith likes Dreamlight Valley and Fortnite and Tunic, um, which are all great games, and there's nothing wrong with those. So for the last month or so, we have been saying it as a meme for Edith to play Elden Ring because it would be way out of her comfort zone and it would just be very entertaining to watch. So lo and behold, we get to the end of the night. They play the Game of the Year music and we get the announcement. Elden Ring has won Game of the Year. So Edith currently has Elden Ring purchased. She will be playing it within the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that because that's going to be very fun to see. Wait a second. Edith, if you're going to play Elden Ring, I'll play Elden Ring. Oh, shit. Dang. Dang. Well, if y'all are going to play Elden Ring, Ring. I'll play it. I'll play it, too. And then we can... um, we can talk about um, what a hard time we're having together, and it'll be great. <laughs> I fully expect Edith to cry. Y'all are brave. My, look, my brother's <laughs> been telling me to play it for so long because my brother really enjoyed it a lot. And sometimes when I go over to his house, it's like the only game aside from FIFA that he's played in years. Like, he doesn't play anything other than FIFA, but he played Elden Ring and he had a great time with it. So... Will it be very difficult and probably make me cry a little bit? And will I probably hate it a little? <laughs> yes. But will I do it? Because Edith is going to do it. Also, yes, because I love Edith. So let's do this. Dang. You heard it here first. Yeah, heard there it here go. first, folks. Steph-, Steph will also be playing Elden Ring. I might <laughs> regret this, but it's okay. I'll do it for All Edith. Right. <laughs> but now that Nick is back. We can talk yeah, about the Mario trailer or clip. I, okay, so we're talking about the scene that they released, right? The scene, yes. I don't think I saw it in its entirety, but I saw some of it. Oh my goodness. Okay, what did you see? What do you remember seeing? Uh, he's walking around talking to Toad going through the town. I know that's like the entire scene, but I didn't see more than 30 seconds of it. Um, Guys, the Mario movie actually looks, looks kind of good. I gotta say. Um, I enjoyed the incorporation of all the different Mario themes throughout the years. Like we had Super Mario Brothers 3. We had the classic Mario Brothers. We had Super Mario World get in there. We had new Super Mario Brothers also make an appearance in there with a whamp, whamp. Yeah, that was in there. Um, And then it ends with them arriving at the castle uh, for Princess Peach. So... Mm -hmm. Overall, there's some good gags. They make a uh, a joke about blowing into the bottom of a cartridge. Blowing into the bottom of a cartridge. That's pretty funny. So okay. that was funny. No, yeah, that's a funny joke for those that know. Um, other than that, looks cute. Looks like it won't actually be horrible. But to be fair, it's a minute and a half clip. Yeah, I don't expect it to be horrible. I still like all of like everything that I've seen other than that first scene of the first trailer with Bowser attacking like the penguins or whatever, uh, or whatever. I don't remember exactly, but like that was cool. But like all the stuff with Mario, I haven't really cared for, but I also didn't have my expectations for this movie to begin with. So if it's not great, it's not going to bother me too much. Yeah. Like I think it'll be okay. Sometimes cute, sometimes annoying, but ultimately I think it'll be okay. Ish. You know, what was missing from the game awards. Tell me Spider-Man two. That's true. <laughs> Sony 
Where the fuck is Spider-Man 2? Okay, this is a travesty. You are a garbage company for not having Spider-Man 2 at the Game Awards. Um, hello, fuckers. It's been two years. We need new information about <laughs> Spider-Man 2. It's such an important thing that the world is going to die if we don't have any more news on Insomniac Spider-Man 2. It has not been two years, by the way. Uh, it's been a year. Yeah, it's been a year because we we did this. We did a podcast recapping that announcement. Yeah, so that was in it has not been two years last year. Yeah, something like that. Is Spider-Man so not 2 a years. Miles game? Um, no, Jay, you dipshit. It's a game where you get to play as both Peter and Miles. A real fan would know that, Jay. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, Spider-Man 2 was not at the Game Awards. It has been a year and some change since we heard anything about it. Am I worried? No. They'll show the game when it's ready. Um, would I like news? Sure, why not? But I'm not going to clamor to Twitter and harass developers for not having Spider-Man 2 at the Game Awards. Well, you're just not a real fan. Oh, yeah, totally. It's not like Spider-Man's my <laughs> whole personality. It is interesting to see that Sony did not show Spider-Man um, because for those of you who are unaware, there's been a lot of talk with the Activision Blizzard deal in Microsoft. This is not me taking a stance in any way. This is me just saying that we know they were supposed to have a showcase a while ago, and they canceled it to uh, seemingly make themselves look weaker um, to shareholders and to the FTC and to the European Commission because they do not want the Activision Blizzard Microsoft deal to go through. Um, so I was not personally surprised that Spider-Man was not there. There have been teases that we might get something by the end of the year, but we will get information when we do, and I will be a happy little boy when we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have nothing really to add. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully I have played the first one by the time this one finally comes around. That is my goal. Cause um, first of all the, two. First two, yes, there is a Miles Morales game. That's true. Of all the PlayStation games that I've missed out on these past however many years, that is near the top of the list in terms of what I want to play. That one, and then Miles Morales as well. They are both great games. They are uh, very good love letters to Spider-Man. I highly recommend them. Other than that, that's the Game Awards. Also, there was no Xbox news, so... There never is. 2023 is supposed to be a big year. Maybe Fable, maybe Perfect Dark. Maybe so. oh yeah, Starfield is supposed to be coming. Starfield. I think that gets delayed. What's it set for? Spring right now? Yes. Spring? It's been pretty quiet for a while, so that wouldn't surprise me. I think it gets delayed. Yeah, sad. Which, once again, I'm I'm fine with. I'd rather have a more complete, well-rounded, polished game at launch. Mm-hmm. As the great Shigeru Miyamoto once said. Oh, fuck that quote. <laughs> There's not a quote in video games that I hate more than that. I and can it's not least, even real. I can at least make fun of of surprise mechanics i cannot make fun of that stupid quote that gets tossed around every time there's a delay he gets mad folks especially because it wasn't even miyamoto who said it i know such a mm. anyways um but i mean that's it pretty much for gaming news 
yeah, I don't really have anything to add. Pokemon was the gaming stuff that I had to talk about because that's Pokemon, Pokemon and FIFA have been the majority of what I've been playing the last couple of weeks. So those got all mentioned. That's pretty much it for me. I can mention two things. Two? Two. You got you the next two. At least two things that I have played. So after Thanksgiving or during Thanksgiving weekend, my friend Jacob, who's a wonderful human being who gives me money each month um, because he subscribes to the Twitch. Not for any other reason. Um, He gave me a 2070 Super, which is a new graphics, uh, newer graphics card for my computer. And it makes me very happy. So because of that, I've been able to to continue my playthrough of Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Now, Nick, you know I'm a Marvel shill. Oh, I know. But this is genuinely a great game. The writing is very good, and the characterizations are very good. It takes a lot from the MCU, obviously, but it uh, differentiates itself, and I do end up really enjoying this game. So... My hope is to continue playing it and to finish it finally after a year um, because I'm liking it. I like the characters. I like the combat. It's pretty like simplistic, but I think it's good. And I do like when I get into the groove of it. But most importantly, I'm liking the story. And that's uh, in this case what really matters. I was going to say you streamed some Guardians of the Galaxy. And the only thing I remember about it is that there were puppies and they were really cute. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember anything else, but the puppies were cute enough that I support you loving this game. And then on the other end of Marvel, Nick, what what's a game that I defend? Oh, not this again. Every fucking episode this gets brought up, I swear to God. All right, guys, so Marvel's Avengers. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Go ahead, bud. Go ahead. Uh, Winter Soldier came out. That's it. Uh Uh-huh. And then the game, the game's not expected to get another year after 2023. I would imagine not. The game is expected to die in 2023, which shocked, uh, which makes sense. But uh, other than that, God of War Ragnarok, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I haven't played as much as I would have liked um, because I have, whatchamacallit, school that I'm trying oh, to finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm trying to finish that, but what I've played, I have enjoyed. I won't go into like story spoilers or anything like that, but gameplay stuff, good performance, good acting, good story, good all around a, a, a great time so far. So I'm going to finish that before the year ends. I hope you do. And you will report back on it when you're done with it. I'm sure. Uh huh. I believe. That is everything for me, for games. Yeah, I don't have anything else for games. I do have something in the world of film and television if we want to transition into that. Sure. Last thing I'll say, I loaded up Pokemon Unite for maybe like three days and said, I don't need this in my life. Good. Good. That was was a fun little while that I was playing it with you, but I'm glad you got past that point in your life. Yeah, now I'm back to Overwatch. Oh, yeah, and what you're loving every second of, I can tell. I I do love Overwatch. It's just being a support fucking sucks. You're getting in the burnout phase of that game, is what. No, is no, what no, it's no, 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 no. I'm like not in the burnout phase because because we played on Friday. Friday, me and my friends played, and we went on a four o tear. 
in competitive. So we were crushing. And then we played again Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Yeah. And we went on a 4-0 losing streak. And we were like, all right, we're done. Those were the depths of despair. Yes. We were upset. Yes. But we were not angry. We were like, yeah, tonight's just not our night. And then we mm-hmm. left. And it was like that. Real simple. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I love Overwatch. It's a great game. You do. Very much enjoying it. I think I'm the person you know who plays Overwatch the most. Well, Colin. Me and Colin. Yeah, I don't know how much Colin plays it, but yeah, I still think either way the answer is you. I have yeah. uh, friends who play it, but it's not their only game. They'll, they'll play other games more than that still. Yeah, this is my main I haven't played it since thing. the first couple weeks. I got distracted by other stuff. Yeah, I try to but at I least... Loved what I, I loved how much I played. Yes, I try to at least do dailies. Because yeah. if I do dailies, I'll at least finish the battle pass, which is what really matters. Mm-hmm. But yes, we can move on to film and television. And okay. we can also start to wrap it up soon. Yes. Yeah. So I have one actual thing that I want to talk about. Do you have anything that you specifically want to mention? I rewatched Guardians 1. Shit slaps. It's good. I'm curious. I've never quite loved that one. So whenever I rewatch it, I'm curious because I loved, I, re- I always loved 2, but I loved 2 even more when I went back to watch it recently. So whenever I do that with the first one, I'm hoping I like it more because I've never quite loved it and I really want to. Yeah. No. Very good. Okay. So I got one thing, which Elena, you might be able to contribute to somewhat. I'm not 100% sure. Um, first off, folks, uh, mini announcement. Bobby and Elena and I are going to be doing a commentary of Die Another Day pretty soon. So that will be fun. Uh, one of your favorite James Bond movies, one of my least favorite, even though it's just ridiculous and insane. Uh, so that should be fun. But so I kept a secret from you for a little while, Manny. Okay. You have any guesses? No. Mm. So you we were talking with Ramon the other day in the voice chat after after everybody left the Pokemon conversation. We we're talking about Star Wars for a while. Okay. Oh, you watched Andor. I got farther than you. I watched the whole damn thing. What'd you think? It's good. It's really good. <laughs> most of it, for the most part, it's really it's really solid. It's funny because you mentioned you're like a uh, br- brief spoiler. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't even know if I want to say spoiler. Okay, I'm gonna try, take off my okay. headphones because I. I'm I won't spo- the worst Star Wars fan, and I have not seen any of it. Wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Can't believe you. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's been it's been a time because everyone who like they go up to me and they're like, "Have you seen Andor? You're happy." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No. So, just like, I mean, I'd be when you're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll like, I okay. Like I've been saying for however long since they announced this show, like who could possibly care about this? It's a it's a show about a character I didn't really care about from a movie that I didn't really like, and of all like of all the shows that they've been coming out with, this was the one that on paper I cared the least about. So it makes the most sense that it's by far the best show that they've done, uh, the the most consistent and focused show that they've done thematically and from from characterization standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, it's by far the best thing that they've done in terms of their Disney Plus live action stuff, and. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hawkeye exists, okay? Let's not get... Star Wars. Okay. I'm just talking Star Wars. But also, I haven't seen any of those Marvel shows, so I'll still say this. Um, But yeah, like, it's really good. Like, it's just like... I don't don't know the best way to say it, because my best descriptor of it sounds like the most obvious thing in the world, but like, 
It's incredibly logically plotted. Everything makes sense from episode to episode. Character motivations make sense. They're made clear. There's a ton of context provided for everything. Everything makes sense and is a logical progression and escalation of events, which I feel like is an obvious thing to say for any story that you see unfold on screen, but it it's just satisfying to see it unfold this way, especially because, in my opinion, in the past couple shows we've gotten, this has not been a thing that we've gotten on a consistent basis. So that's really enjoyable for me, just the fact that it's good and it looks good it feels real i mean for lack of a better term obviously there's still your silly star wars stuff along the way but it i just appreciate it so much i think this is the best that the politics of star wars have ever been i know that's a common thing that people say i think people may overpraise it a little bit in this regard but for actual political exploration this is the best that star wars has been in my opinion um in terms of actual real focus exploration of some of those themes i think it's the most effective it's been I do kind of agree for, with some people that I've seen that Cassian's kind of the weak link of the show in terms of the storylines that he's given and the amount of focus given to him, which I sort of feared early on, because uh, like in all the marketing, they focused a lot on Stellan Skarsgård, and I still feel like that half of the show gets a little bit more focus than Cassian gets at certain points, but um, there's some really good stuff with Cassian. There's a stretch of episodes that you haven't seen yet that I think is the best, like the best stuff in the show is the jail some arc. of the stuff that he... Yeah, yeah, that's the best I've the seen. Show. I've seen so much about it. I haven't like, I haven't seen spoilers or anything like that, other than yeah. who's there. But mm-hmm. I don't know any of the details. Yeah, yeah, that's the best stretch of the show, and I do like the structure of the show, which is like every three episodes basically are like a mini movie, and they they make up the whole season. Even though uh, the structure gets changed a little bit near the end, but that's basically how it works. You get little mini arcs as the season goes, but they all build. T- like they all build and converge really well together by the end. Like it feels like incredibly obvious stuff that I'm saying, but I haven't felt this way with a lot of Star Wars and uh, with just any Star Wars stuff in a while. So it's really good, and I'm I I enjoy it. I, like I'm just happy that I enjoy it so much because I haven't enjoyed a Star Wars thing much in a while, unfortunately. So that's all good for me, especially from a character from a movie that I don't care for to begin with, and a show that I had kind of written off for a long time. So a very pleasant surprise for me. There you go. Very pleasant surprise from Nick. I don't really have much to add. What I've seen, I've liked. I wanted to surprise you, so I didn't tell you to finish it before you recorded. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised, guys. What a He's surprise. He's so surprised, <laughs> been so surprised <laughs> in his life. Elena, you can come back. Okay, I'm back. Welcome mm-hmm. back. Yes, we're done with talking about it, pretty much. Yeah. But have you seen Tales of the Jedi? No. The Tales of the no, Jedi? No, I did not. No, I have not. Damn, I saw that, and that was amazing. <laughs> Very bad about watching the animated stuff. I think that's why, well, I did end up hearing what you said, but um, <laughs> how you said that this has, like, the best p- political, like, you know, commentary in Star Wars, and I just gotta say, the Clone Wars. Watch Clone Wars, Nick. Yeah. Clone Wars is so funny. I think it's got good. the most laser focus on the actual politics and inner workings of Star Wars of anything that I've seen, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know Clone if the kid, it, like, not to dismiss Clone Wars as a kid show, but I don't think it'll get as in depth as this show seems to get. I and mean, as in depth as I think it'll be. You don't know. Dark the later seasons do get darker. Yeah, the later seasons definitely, when it's closer to the actual, like, episode three, it does. But okay. also, the Tales of the Jedi with, like, politics, like, I'm just going to say, like, they really actually give Dooku, like, depth and, like, what he was actually thinking while he was a Jedi. And, the whole, you know, 
why why are Jedi actually doing who are they really serving? Are they really serving government or like, you know, their own beliefs and like how you have to let go of those beliefs in order to govern, you know? So it's things like that that are, that are in like the animated shows, but I'm really interested in seeing Endor when I get to it because I do love Rogue One, unlike you two, but I need to, I just need to sit down and watch it. But I'm glad that you do, you do like it, Nick, and you had, you had a good time watching it. It's it's making me want to watch Rogue One again, and I hate that about me. I hate that about myself. That's making <laughs> me want to do that. You know what? We can watch it together, and I, you know, I'll be the positive voice. We, we to were going to do this months ago. Yeah, we I were know we were. <laughs> we have so many things planned. I know. That we I know. never execute on. Yeah. It's so sad. Unlike Order sixty six. Ooh. <laughs> Good one. Ooh. Uh, but Tales of the Jedi yeah. just never seemed to grab my attention. I was like. I was like, I was, it was like a lunch show for me. Like at first, like I was like, oh, like, okay. Like we'll just have it in the background while we're eating and stuff. But like, honestly, like I just, we just grinded through all those episodes in like a couple of days. And I was like, wow, like yeah. they were just enjoyable to have. And I guess know, it's because extra lore. maybe like, that's my issue is that I was like, really, we're going back to Dooku and Ahsoka. Like we can't just do something different. <laughs> you got spoiled by visions, didn't you? I, I fucking love Visions. Yeah, Visions I can't wait for so Vision good. season two. Oh, that's gonna be so good. Like Visions is what I think. Here we go, folks. Visions is what I think animated Star Wars should be. Ooh, there you Which go. is like, and I and I think the same way for Marvel as well. If you are going to do an anthology series, let it be a fucking anthology series and go balls to the walls creative. Because Visions, every single episode did something different. You had your karaoke episode, or you had the twins episode. You had the the episode that was a Kurosawa film, but in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, all of those different sectors in Star Wars feel like things like, sure, the uh, the karaoke thing is very childish and like hokey and stuff. But I'm like... It's Star Wars. Let them have fun with it's it. It's Star Wars. It's for kids. It's for families. It's, it's for, for kids. like you to get into the you know the whole spirit of the whole franchise is exactly about supporting each other and you know accomplishing a goal. And there was no like, like even when there were lightsabers, it was done in a very interesting way. Whereas mm-hmm. if like Star Wars proper, I'll just call it. If they have lightsabers. It's the same fucking shit every time. Like, there's nothing new to it. And, like, I like Ahsoka's cool and Dooku's Dooku, you know? But I don't ever feel like those are characters I need to know more about. Yeah. You know? I'm just like, okay, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, God. I mean, that, that's been my thing. Like, <laughs> I desperately want them to go, like... Like I enjoyed what I like. I enjoyed Andor because it was mostly non fan servicey, save for a couple of little moments. But like, mm-hmm. I desperately want them to go way in the past or way in the future for something that cannot possibly Acolyte. connect to anything that we've got going. Yeah, like in theory, that sounds cool. I, that's what I want them to do because like, I am so sick of trying to tie everything into everything. I am just done with it. The tie-ins have they have no effect on me anymore. Like, I don't need Luke Skywalker to show up in all my shows. I fucking hate I'm, Luke. 
I, know, I don't I think it's like the tie-ins part though. It's just like I love the characters and like I don't mind seeing them. Which you is know? fine. Like, it's, we all have it's not so like it's not so like the they have to be in there in order for me to like the thing. You know, it's just like no, I we're enjoy. not saying that. But we're also saying yeah. that the reliance on existing characters has become so overbearing that it now does the opposite effect. At least for me. Yeah. Like it inf- it infected Mandalorian to, for me in a season like season two, which I re- enjoyed as a whole more than the first season. It started affecting it negatively for me because they as that season went on, they got more and more reliant on here's Boba Fett. Here's Luke Skywalker. Here's all these different connective threads to other stuff that I was like kind of got away with kind of got away from what I originally liked with that show. So that show was a breath of fresh air for me back in the day, but I got past that point because it got to the point where they were trying to connect everything. And then Book Boba Fett like doubled down on all that stuff in the worst ways. And a lot of that annoyed me. And Andor has less of that, which is one of the main reasons I enjoy it, I think, because it's so laser focused and it's all character driven and is not necessarily about connecting to other stuff, which I really appreciate. But even that, I would much prefer them to just go completely separate from everything else that we know. Yep. Luke Skywalker is okay. the worst part of Mando season two. Agree to yeah. disagree. Mm. I loved that episode. <laughs> I think it's the, just that's the, the Star Wars is, fan of me. The I'm, the, is I'm fine the kid that grew up Luke with the prequels. <laughs> the, okay, I love the prequels. I love, but that's you know, not a prequel the cheesiness thing. about it. You know, but like the cheesiness, or you know how Ahsoka's there in that episode. You know, it's just like fan service is fun. But I mean, that's just my take as like a Star Wars fan, you know, Which like is it, it can be frustrating with some things, but you know, it's yeah. fine for me. It I was, think I, just, I can see that. I can see the other side. I can definitely see the yeah. other side, how it's annoying for me. It was like Mando was doing so good, like without yeah. having to bring in specifically Luke. And I mentioned Luke because everyone has a fucking hard on for him when he's the biggest <laughs> puss bitch in the galaxy. Like dude just wanted to go to Tashi Station to play with the power converters. Bro, like the first time we seen, I wanted to go to Tashi Station and play with the power converters. Like, dude, shut up. Okay. You need you need to remember he's Anakin's son, guys. (laughs) Like he was also lame as well, too. And and I know Bobby loves Luke. I also love Luke, but I also (laughs) am too aware of the fact that Luke is a whiny, spoiled brat for most of the original trilogy. Just like his data. No, I agree. (laughs) Anakin has the same issues. You know, overall, the end, like, the arc works for Luke, okay? But I don't have this emotional love for him that other people do. But I understand that I was not around when the originals came out, and I was not a kid that grew up with the originals i was you know a prequels baby Mm. and stuff i don't love the prequels more than the originals not even fucking close but there are things that i do like in the prequels with certain characters more anyways uh going back to luke um we did not need him in this show is my whole thing i understand that people are gonna make the argument oh but they were looking for a jedi (laughs) who's gonna tell luke that there's a fucking yoda going around (laughs) wanting to be trained I I don't know. There are just things that bother me with the inclusion of Luke and how it deters so much of the story for me and how I'm like, we didn't need him. You just did it to be, you know, reactionary to people's opinions on the sequels and try to be like, this is our definitive Luke. And it ends up messing with the story for me, 
especially because in Book of Boba Fett, they take mm-hmm. three episodes to completely undo that. They couldn't even wait for the next Mando season. They couldn't wait for the next Mando season. They did it mm-hmm. in another spinoff show. Well, because yeah. Book of Boba Fett shouldn't have been what it was in the first place. I agree. I, it's. I think it's clearly <laughs> like an issue of what the idea was originally and then they scraped it immediately and then try to put something together based on maybe numbers or like what the reactions from Mando season two, you know, like, I don't know. That was definitely, you can tell they were scrambling, but. If you're going to have three episodes of your book of Boba Fett show be about the Mandalorian, don't make a book of Boba Fett show. I mean, that's the real answer. The Book of Boba Fett show should have been the the show when he was in the desert, like right after he got out of the Sarlacc pit. And, sure. Even you know. if you wanted to make it that, like whatever, I don't care. But <laughs> Like a bentha. <laughs> God, that line, <laughs> that fucking sequence, that show. Anyway. That show just shouldn't have existed. I can't believe. I'm sorry we've got into Star Wars talk, but <laughs> it's know. okay. Yeah. It's all right. I, I mean, it's, it's I'm, all my I'm fault. here, so I have I have to <laughs> defend listen, listen, something. You don't have day, to defend anything. Am I, actually, I do for you're my choosing. own self. <laughs> you're choosing to defend it. At the end of the day, am I actually mad at that people like Luke and Mando? No. Like whatever you like. At the end of the day. I'm still going to love Nick and Elena for whatever Star Wars take they have because <laughs> ultimately it's meaningless shit. Like it means stuff to us at the end of the day and it's meaningful to us. But I mean. But it's entertainment. Yeah. When you have journalists that die in Qatar during the World Cup, like there are more serious matters. And we're bringing it back to the World Cup. Okay. <laughs> We've come full circle, as they say. Like a ball. Like a ball, like a, like a soccer ball, like a pokey ball. Who has the best balls, folks? Comment, comment in the chat. Who has the best balls? Who has, who the, has best the best balls? balls? Yeah, Steph, who has the best balls? I'm not qualified to answer this question. Okay, Pokemon. thoughts on Star Wars, Steph? I'm not qualified to answer this question. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah, we got a little rambly, didn't we? We did just a little bit towards the end, but yeah. it was a fun time talking with Steph. And it Elena. was never. I've never been on a pod with Steph before. That's true. Me yeah. either. It was fun. No, we did the Bachelor one. No, I which I looked up the stats for, by the way, as you as you asked me to, and I'll tell you about it off air. That was fun. No, I meant with that was Steph. me. Oh, you have me. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. God, Nick, pay attention. Look, okay, I, I sipped on a Twisky uh, on the rocks all night, and I'm feeling it a little bit, folks. I'm feeling it! But Steph, Elena, do you guys have anything you guys would like to promote? Any concerts that are coming up? Any YouTubers <laughs> you watch that are cool? Any events? Any friends who are partnered with a game developer? Yeah, I'll just uh, <laughs> mention it already, but um, we'll give my friend Zach another plug. Um, if you have any interest in Nintendo Switch news, um, his channel is Switch Force on YouTube. And um, yeah, he, he posts a daily show called Good Morning Mario, where he goes over um, the news and happenings in the Nintendo Switch world. So if you have any interest, go check him out. He's a really cool guy. Um, we're a big fan of Zach around here. 
So that's all I have to plug. I don't have anything to plug for myself. Aside from if you want to see soccer takes all the time, follow me on Twitter. But nobody wants that. I kind of like soccer takes now. You already follow me on Twitter. So that's That's true. (laughs) So we're good. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) We're good. Elena, anything you'd like to say before we head out? I'm part of the squad where we're all we all met each other. Um, the wingers discord, but follow amateur hour film, films. Get their get their give them your money and oh, yeah. join the discord. Be part of the family. And this week, I am um, pretty much like picking and choosing things to share with other people. Um, and so, if you wanted to see like what I like. <laughs> Like How much hentai are we going to get this week? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real question, right? If you want hentai, join the Discord. I guess. There you go. <laughs> also, I have been pretty non not active in my dog's Instagram, but if you, the people, beg for it, um, I will be posting more if you like, but it, you can follow them at at shiba.vader and those are my two shiba inus vader and ahsoka are on there it was vader's birthday on saturday so i should yeah. have posted something but you know what i need more of the people to like beg for this content so i think for the people i think i remember going through and liking like all the posts <laughs> on your dog's instagram once <laughs> i appreciate it they love it too they love the attention too. they're so cute especially ahsoka Nick, anything you'd like to say? Uh, Elena, are there any podcasts that you listen to that you would like to promote that I might be involved in? Oh yeah, um, there's like this other <laughs> ball podcast, like other you know, ball that have, you know this other ball where they throw it to like Enzo's, you know. And yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's it's called Fourth and Affinity, and you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, I think. No, just Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I did not <laughs> add anything Stitcher. else. That was very okay. lazy. We have to keep not mentioning Stitcher. Stitcher. Just, Stitcher. <laughs> please just add Stitcher to everything. Yeah. But, yeah, Nick, our friends Jay, Arcadio, Jay. Did I already say Jay? You said yes, Jay twice. You did not mention Bobby at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bobby. I'm so sorry, Bobby. No. But, yeah, the four of them do a great football podcast. We, like, they recap every week. Um, and, honestly, it's a great listen. Even, try even if you don't watch football because their commentaries yeah, are really great. So I feel like that's a call out to me, too. I will not be watching or listening. We're getting we're getting into the we're getting into uh, playoff season, folks. We're getting down to the home stretch of the regular season. Shit's getting wild. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go listen to us over there. I I just had Elena plug us because I know Elena's one of our very few loyal listeners. So just had to do it. I'm in eleventh place in our fantasy, but I helped out a friend. You did. To, you did. We'll talk to about make that it to the, playoffs. We'll talk about that on the newest episode, folks. So stay tuned for that. But uh, that's all I've got as far as I can think of. That's all I got too. Um, you guys can follow me over on Twitter, follow the Twitch where we do fun stuff like play video games and yes. talk with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, man. That's all I got. I think, I think that's it. We may have another show by the end of the year, but we don't know yet. We'll see. Yeah. So my Mondays are free now. So if we if we have free Mondays, we can do those. Exactly. So stay tuned. We'll find something to talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about stuff. By the time 
the next episode airs, regardless, I will be a college graduate. Let's hey, go. Let's go. Let's go. Congrats. That's As Elena awesome. told me earlier, I'm just I'm just attending my graduation via Zoom. I'm not actually gonna <laughs> be there in person. Well, <laughs> wow. Let's go. Wow, exactly. <laughs> wow. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.